Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us at the Challenge Fandom Podcast. We've got another episode of the Trash Talk Roundtable where we're going to be recap is, recapping episode four and five of the Challenge USA season two. Tonight's a little bit different because we've got a very special guest with us. We've got the co-host of the brand new Zach Nichols podcast, Pierre here with us. Pierre, thank you so much for hopping on. Hell yeah, man. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Tony, Rick, Karina, you guys are the best. I appreciate you letting me into your house, your virtual house, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to talk a little smack. So this is what I do on the daily. So I'm happy to see you guys, man. Man, Hell yeah. we're so Likewise. happy that you uh, that you decided to hop on with us, man. We're so excited for you and Zach getting started off on this podcast. I listened to the first and the second episode. Well, the teaser, I'm not on the Patreon yet, but believe me. I'll send you the, the link Patreon. for the second one. Don't worry. You can listen to that one for free, too. You can pay for number three, but <laughs> I'll pay for number three. I'll pay for Because, yeah, I got like I went out to mow the lawn. And I was like, oh, shit, the new one's out. Let me go listen to this. And you're like, all right, let's go ahead and get into this. And it was like next one. I was like, oh, that's such know, a good fucking we tease. Had, we had to <laughs> such do that. a good tease. We had to do that. And you know what's crazy is like a lot of people have been saying like, hey, like I wish it was free. And honestly, <laughs> I wish it was free, too. Uh, yeah. And as soon as we get enough advertisers, we're like, hey, like it makes sense for all of us to do it for free. I swear to God, we will. But we have to make it make sense right now. And, you know, Zach's really, really busy and he's a very, very, very family oriented guy. So if I have to take him away from the family, it has to be to be building something. And that's what we're doing for all of our families. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, we we understand that 100 percent because we know the work that goes into this behind the scenes, the editing, the fucking trying to get guests, the doing the notes like we were talking about pre-show you know what i mean like yeah you know what i do have uh, sorry to interrupt you Rick, no, but, go uh, ahead. i do have something funny we talked a little bit pre-show about the notes and i do have just a small small teaser i had to re-watch it because i happened to be dming a very special guest during the show when i was watching it last night so Ooh. i was a little frazzled I, i'll tell you guys off camera but yeah, okay yeah okay yeah Dude, that's probably honestly like getting into this podcast game because we didn't know what we were doing. We had a Facebook group and we're like, let's start a podcast <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah. And it's yeah. just grown and we're trying to figure it out as we go. But it's all of a sudden you talk to some of these people and I don't want to say they're like my friends because that's a weird way of putting it. But it's someone that I can talk to and they'll reach back out to me on social media. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while, if someone's on a season, I'll be like, yo, what was this all about? And they'll be like, yo, yeah, yo. <laughs> yeah, yep. Well, I think we're all fans together, right? And and I oh, like yeah. I always say that to Zach, like especially whenever they ask, you know, a guest or I'm sorry, a, a fan will ask, "Hey, are you coming back on the show?" And I'm just like, "Hey, I'm with you guys. Like, what what are you gonna do here?" You know. <laughs> and uh, for us covering it, it's it's a lot of fun to have that fandom that you yeah. guys, you know, uh, embrace. Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I can't remember who it was that we were talking to and it was kind of like a, like an epiphany for me. I want to say it was like Troy or somebody, cause it was somebody that we recently had interviewed, but anyway, he had said that like a lot of the times, like when the episodes release they're like the cast is seeing it for the first time as well, because they were there obviously during everything, but they didn't see like all the confessionals. They didn't see all the you know, behind the scenes, like conversations and they didn't see the edit. And so like, they're kind of watching it as a fan for the first time as well, you know? And so it's like, it's it. So I think that's where like a lot of it comes from. Like you were saying, when we talk to them and they get like all excited, you message them and you're like, yo, what really happened here? And they're like, dude, let me tell you like, blah, 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 you know? And it's awesome though. It's, it's cool that like the people on the show are fans of the show as well. Like, I like that. 
No doubt, no doubt. I know Zach in his most recent years has watched it more. He he mentioned it on our podcast that he didn't used to watch it. I'm like, wait, you're gonna go on national TV <laughs> and not see what everyone else is seeing, and you're wondering why people hate you. And I'm trying to tell him, <laughs> trying to tell him, bro, don't you want to see? And it's funny, I responded to a comment from our podcast uh, Instagram page where somebody said something about hating Zach. I'm like, look, you got to understand, you're seeing the TV edited version of Zach. Yeah. And the best part about our podcast is you're not getting that. And I challenge anyone to see the edits, obviously the Instagram clips, you know, we make, but uh, it's a full run and you see like him for who he is. And that's what I'm excited about our podcast. And what's really cool about your podcast is whenever you do an interview, like that's really, really them. That's not the edited version of them, which I love. Yeah. And and that was like our whole goal starting out is because we run in these groups. We saw that like people like based every judgment of whoever there was, whether it was Polly, Zach, Cara, whoever, Tori. Yeah. Just on the edit. And it's like, that's not who this person is. That's a condensed version edited for a storyline to make a TV show get higher ratings so they can make money through advertisers. Right. That yeah. is not that person. And I think that was, you know, one of the real driving forces we wanted to kind of move in that direction. Yeah. with. Well, that's why we went with unplugged, you know, because with that, yeah. just that idea of like unplugging them, like from the edit, from the show, from what you think that they are. You know, totally. So, so um, real quick, I'm going to do something because I forget to do it almost every week now, which is quick <laughs> introductions. Is <laughs> myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes. And then, of course, Tony Stats and Info Lance. Yes, of course, it's two people. Stop asking. <laughs> and then, like I said, we got a very special co-host tonight with us, and that's going to be Pierre, who's also the co-host of the new Zach Nichols podcast. Yep. Make sure you check it out on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, everything. And Talking also check me. out Goat Media. I'm sorry I haven't brought that up already. That's another separate project that yourself, Pierre, you run. Um, and I've been catching the rap Wednesdays and all that. And I appreciate <laughs> you, it. Yeah. yeah. So go media is the media company behind that produces the Zach Nichols podcast. And it's actually really, really appropriate that you brought that up because goat stands for the greatest of his time and the greatest of her time. That's why I love your team, right? Is because it, it's all, we can all be the greatest, no matter whether you're man, woman, you can go out and be the greatest. And that's, what's really special about the challenge in particular. And I know we're going to talk, you know, a little bit of history here. But we can all be goats in our own right. Just be the best at what you do, whatever it is that you do. If you're a nurse, yep. if you're a mom, if you're a challenger, go be the best and have no excuses. So thank you so much for plugging that. And yeah, no, I got a couple bars here and there. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Damn, <laughs> I love it. Okay, we, we might get to a point where I'm like, yeah, let's get a couple bars for an intro for us. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, that's easy, man. That's easy. It's funny because uh, that text that I was talking about, I'm sorry, the, the messages that I was talking about that were happening during the uh, show last night were about some type of bars. And if you're really, really deep, you might be able to put it together. But uh, we'll talk about that. We'll that. talk about that. Uh, if you really if you're really paying attention to all the challengers, you might be able to figure it out. But uh, you got to read between the lines. So, I love that. Speaking of your most recent venture with the Zach Nichols podcast and of course the media company Goat and you bringing up all that about it, which I appreciate because it leads into what we want to bring up with you is kind of what brought you into the challenge fandom. And of course, we're going to ask you about your goats and Mount Rushmore's really. And I like to kind of go parallel to what you're saying. That's why we make sure that we ask people their four women on Mount Rushmore and their four men on Mount Rushmore right. because gotcha. I think it's it's an equal setting. It shows that 
they are great for what they are. You can't compare how the women and the men do. Right. And right. I think that's where my biggest argument, I know I'm going on a long tirade here, but Battle of the Sexes, I hate that fucking season. Yeah. Because it's mm-hmm. terrible. You can't do that shit. But anyways. Right. To right. start off, uh, Pierre, tell us all, how did you get into the, the fandom of the challenge? Great question. So obviously, Zach is my buddy. We went to high school together. Um, I'm sorry, we went to the same high school, but it kind of overlapped uh, a little bit. And then his childhood friends are my like best, best friends. So over the years, uh, we've gotten a lot closer. And that that level of trust has been there where, as you guys know, Zach has never done a, a you know, a, a serious podcast in years, you know, a yeah. long time. Yeah. And um, for him to come on my show was such a big deal. But I always watched. Yeah, I always watched his seasons super casually, just being like a friend of his. And I really got back into it at Invasions. At the time, I was dating Mm. a young woman who this we bonded over it. Right. And uh, I felt like he was kind of getting into his prime. So it's like, hey, like my buddy's on the show. Uh, My girl really likes it. And then I got really, really, really back into it. Over time, like I said, and I, and I make it clear on on our show that I'm not a historian. I don't know everything. In fact, I know very little. I'm learning and I'm enjoying learning. I'm, I'm enjoying learning from fans. Oh, yeah. um, but that's kind of how I got reintroduced. And then, you know, I caught a little bit of, of last season. And then this season, I've just been it from the jump. But I uh, I do enjoy it. And, and I like to uh, to talk about it. Dude, that's that's hell actually yeah. hella funny that that's what got hilarious. you into it because longtime listeners will know that like I've told this story before. Me and her started dating when Rivals Three was on, and so I caught like it was the, like the end, like the, the tail, tail end. I was gonna say of close it. close time, right? Pretty yeah, close, yeah. Right? the tail end of it. And so what I really stood out was Johnny taking the money from Sarah, and mm-hmm. so like. The next season, she's like, oh, my God, you got to watch it with me. CT's back. It's going to be such a good season. And it was Invasions. Uh That was the first full season we watched together. Yeah. Wow. And that's (laughs) just. So that was funny when you were telling that. I was like, dang, that's crazy. And then that's the same thing with me and my ex. The same. Yeah. Yeah. And then with Tony, uh, he's a big Survivor fan originally. And one of his favorite players came over from obviously survivor to the challenge on double agents total, total, madness. total madness total madness how could you forget I'm who was that sorry. tony who was that tony it was jay oh i liked jay i liked yeah. jay. jay is like super underrated i think yeah in my yes yes absolutely yeah he's a badass dude i think that if jay could get a fair shot at the game like without johnny bananas hovering over him and you know all that shit like yeah. he would actually do really fucking good. And if he ever made it to a final, it'd be super hard to beat him. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I thought he was super underrated in that character. I, I would love to see more Jay. Yeah. Oh, 100%. totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, like you, like I was learning as I was going. So I watched total madness through. And while I was watching that, I went back because whatever, whatever streamer I was on had like 19 forward. So I went back during Total Madness and watched all the back seasons. So I was up to date by the end of it. But I still had this huge knowledge gap from mm-hmm. like 19 backwards that I've slowly been yeah. going like over time. It's yeah. funny because like I definitely have like the, the old school memories of like stuff that I know I remember, but like I can't put two and two together. Like the DM, mm, yeah. the, the DM days and like, you know, like that, like that's in my mind. I just don't have like the, the biggest recollection of it. And I'm excited to, you know, become a historian over time. Heck so yeah. really on our team, like Josh, who is in here, he's really like the old school is his wheelhouse where Karina, it's like 
all of the challenge is her wheelhouse. So if you ever have a question, <laughs> she's kind of the one to go to on I'm that. I'm gonna we're gonna be texting like, hey, who did? What's the significance of this? people relationship and <laughs> yeah. I, I want to know i want to know i got know. you i got you and i think um i think like one thing that zach had talked about in our first show it's like when you have five to ten years of history as ogs in the show it makes for better drama on our end but i understand some people saying that hey it gets predictable when you know who's going for who right so i i i appreciate a little mix here and there but um you know, you know how OG people are. They they have to have their OGs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and we look at it like kind of I think we're all on a similar stance on this, mm. which is we love the OGs and we love seeing familiar faces. But we think there should be like a limit on how many seasons in a row you can do. Like yes. You can, should only okay. be able to do like three seasons in a row. And take some time. And then off. you have to take at least one season off before you come back in, because otherwise you get the same people in the same season over That's and over enough. and over again. The players get burnt out and you can tell by the way they play. The fans get burnt out and it and then it just becomes like a hate fest because they're just like sick of seeing this one person for seven seasons in a row. Yeah. You know, and so then it just becomes this like bash hate fest on this person. It's like, just, just take a season off. No, it's okay. it, would be, it would be really nice if they made some type of like legitimate rule on that. Cause it yeah. honestly would make, it honestly would make like a season like this. Let's just say hypothetically it was, you know, Tory's or Johnny's third or fourth season in a row. He could be like, yo, like I have to win this season. Cause you're not seeing me next season. And everyone yeah. will know that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I really like that aspect. Well, and I think then it becomes a lot more strategic, too. Like when the challenge calls you, you know, if they call you like your third season, you know, is is 38 and then they call you for 39. You know, like, are you going to go on 39 or are you going to shoot for 40? You're like, you know, it becomes like more strategic of like, you know, what do you what do you want to do? You know, um, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. No, you're good. Um, Go ahead. So in the secret vote of episode five. okay. Johnny throws a vote at Fessy, right? So talking about this type of thing, if you know you're having a season off, you can do some shady shit and just say, hey, hopefully he forgets about it in the off season. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? And like, you can really like, I'm putting all my eggs in this basket. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Go like way more balls to the wall because you've got nothing to lose at that point. You know, you're not coming back next season. So you can like you said, you can do the shady ship and you can also just like go full tilt. Yeah. And you don't have to make alliances. You don't have to really uphold promises or anything like that. The flip side is people know that you can't come back next season because they know how many seasons you've done. So there's like right. that really there's a delicate balance there. Yeah, like that's that. a good point, too. That's a good point. And I think it, it negates one of the biggest complaints, which is the fact that you get these alliances set up over four or five seasons and it's just the same thing over and over yeah. again, because yeah, it's cool to have, and look, we're big Tory fans. We're big Devin fans. We like pretty much everybody. There's a few people we really don't, don't care like. for. It's pretty obvious <laughs> lately, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's funny that you said that. Do you guys pretty much agree on all the people that you like and don't like? Because no. me and no. Zach, Okay, no. <laughs> all right. Good, good, good no. to know that because I think like it's been annoying that me and Zach have been agreeing on who we don't like. I want to fight with the guy, and I think we will eventually. <laughs> yeah, I think we will eventually. But but like I don't like Amanda for my own reasons, you know. Right, and yeah. like there's yeah. there's another name that I'll mention later on in this show that I'm not a fan of, and I know he's not a fan of. 
But it's not because he's not a fan. It's just because of what I see, you know? So here's our big thing. She doesn't like Amanda. Like, I don't like the Saints, you know? I I think my dislike for her is a little bit stronger than most everybody else's, except maybe Tony. I think he thoroughly dislikes her as much as I do. My thing. Um, Different reasons, but yeah. But yeah, different reasons, but yeah. And my thing is, is like, I just, she's not the player that I really enjoy, but I don't really dislike her either. And I see her role in the game. But I understand certain people's dislike. Like, I think. I don't want to put his business out there by any means, but I think it's very clear from what we've seen on social media and in previous seasons that your co-host isn't the biggest fan of Amanda and he has every right to not be a big fan of fucking Amanda. And I wouldn't blame him. Now. I also know it might not be that way. I'm just talking out my ass and you don't have to answer anyway, but I just wanted to. Yeah. I'll I'll let, I'll let Zach speak for that. Um, What I, what I do know is that she has put enough on tape where you can have an opinion on her, whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. And for me, and for me, my opinion is the young lady, she only cares about herself. And sometimes that helps, but sometimes you're just a nuisance. And sometimes you're just literally there for the cameras. If you're cool with that, hey, I'm going to show up. I'm going to get some FaceTime. I'm going to be a clown. You're never going to win a challenge, Amanda. Yeah. You're never going to win a challenge, Amanda. Can we yeah. all, can we, can we get that straight? You're never going to win a challenge. But <laughs> if you're cool being the freaking jester, the sideshow, the people that, the, the person that we make fun of, go ahead. Keep yeah. coming. Yeah. All right. So before we get off on a hate fest, I was going to say, yeah, I don't want to get in trouble I wanna again. Get, no, <laughs> I want, no, I want to get to Pierre's Mount Rushmore. Okay. So let's go ahead and start I like off. It. I think the men is a little bit easier than the women. So I'm going to throw that one in first. Who is. is your men's Mount Rushmore? So, so it's four of each or two of two of each, four of each. Four of each. Okay. Now, um, like I said, I'm not a historian and I'm, some of this is going based off my research and the other, uh, some of it is going off of my personal thoughts, right? Perfect. So that's, my, that's what we want. Is that's what mine is. You, mine yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is like, why who i tune into the show for not necessarily like this person has won the most therefore they're on my list it's the people that i tune in for and mine's a hybrid it's have you are you good and do i really like you yeah that's that's where mine's at you know what i mean (laughs) for sure so yeah anyways go ahead the guys are are a little bit easier um the, the there's three obvious names right it's um it's ct it's bananas and it's wes um ct i can't help but think that he is who I associate the challenge with. He's the he's the person that I, you know, idolize in terms of being the biggest, the baddest, the strongest. And in recent years, political, you know, he plays the fence. He'll, he'll yeah. be cool with him. He'll mentor somebody here, which I like, you know, anyone that can be a mentor while also saying, like, I'm a bust your ass if I have to. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's what yeah. I like about CT. Hell yeah. Um, ban- bananas. Uh, it's funny you brought up the Saints. So like watching him is like being a Pistons fan and watching Michael Jordan dominate. Right. <laughs> I, I don't like I don't care for his personality. I'm sure he's cool. Um, he's just a little too cool for school for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. for me. Yep. Yep. To Johnny Bravo. Yeah. To Johnny Bravo and his rant. Freaking after he got thrown in way. was a perfect example of that. And I'm sure we'll get to it. I believe but, it's called a tantrum. Uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, and then uh, Wes, of course. Um, yeah. You know, I think this season, in my opinion, he's been the MVP. 
um, so far, I, I think, you know, he has, I think the most elimination, I'm sorry, the most, yeah, most elimination wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got four chips and he has grown as a person while also being able So, like his gameplay nowadays is much more honest. It's like crazy. It's like honest. He'll still do what he's got to do behind the scenes, but it's honest and it's like harder to win that way. So if yep. he gets another one, I think he'll really challenge Johnny for that, that GOAT title. But we have to wait and see on that one. The last one, uh, I can't say, Zach, even though um, <laughs> I, would, I would love to. And I think that um, had, he had, had he had as many seasons as some of the other guys and uh, he would have had a nice opportunity. I think, what, is Darrell the obvious answer here? It depends. Like, There's so like for an me, A and B. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for me, it goes. Yeah, please. I, I want to hear your guys's, please. So my best analogy, and, and Karina's convinced me on this because I used to just play the devil's advocate and tell her bananas was the best just to fuck with her because she's such a big CT fan. But really, she has <laughs> her argument has swayed me. And, and my best analogy from like a sports analogy for you is like, yeah, Johnny Bananas might be Tom Brady, but CT is Jerry Rice. And when people ask who is the GOAT of the NFL, it's Jerry Rice. You know what I mean? Because he's so far and away better at his position than anyone else. Mm. I would disagree. I would say the only reason why is because here's the reason why I would disagree to me. Tom Brady is the go to the NFL because all eyes are on him every single play. And he is still able to deliver with a different cast of characters every single time. So like Jerry and the longevity part of it, Jerry was productive into his last years, but he wasn't the, the, he wasn't the best player on the field on the day he retired the way that Tom Brady is. And like, to me, not that Johnny is that, but I have to, I I have to, I'm going to just respectfully disagree, but please rebuttal. If you take away big easy getting booted. Well, I'm just going to let you do it. This is your guy. Go ahead. What? This is your you guy. Go, go you ahead. were doing great. You were doing lovely. <laughs> no, no, I don't want. I want to hear like, you, Karina. I'm, you just, say. Yeah, I'm just going to please. Right. I'm just going to do her lines. <laughs> so give me, give me the, give me the stuff. CT. So currently, right now, CT has five wins. Johnny uh-huh. Bananas has seven. Right, and uh-huh. that's just that's not counting champs versus stars because we don't we don't really count those. We just count flagship and and all stars. Even though neither one of them have been in, been on there. Fair anyway, enough. so um, Gauntlet three in all actuality. CT won that season. However, he is not credited for it because Big Easy did not cross the finish line, so therefore it automatically defaulted to the other team. But even with Big Easy's fallout, I guess, and whatever happened he with him, he couldn't physically continue. He couldn't he physically had to get finish. An yeah, he had to take, get taken off in the ambulance. But they had to stop for like 20, 30 minutes, got super, super far behind, and then still beat the other team across the finish line and technically won. So, like, that one's a super fishy one. On the duel, like that elimination that he got, he, there was a, a really shady elimination between him and Brad. Oh, the, the push one with the, yeah. where you had to pull the carabiner and the flag ended up ripping off the carabiner and he got disqualified. Like, so, there's just so many situations where like, yes, he didn't win and he doesn't necessarily have the numbers. I mean, I think he has the numbers to compete with. with bananas, five, is, but, five is healthy. Five is healthy. But you add in these other situations and it's like, it, to me, they're a lot more even than people. Can, Go ahead. The fact that he's won four of them in the last five years or six years. Yeah, he won three back to back. Yeah. yeah. You know, the fact uh-huh. that he's won them all late. The fact if you were going to say, start a pick a team of 
two men and you're one of them, are you going to pick CT or are you going to pick bananas to be on your team? A hundred percent out of a hundred times I'm picking CT. Yeah. But, but, but that's the truth. And that's the truth. Zach always gives the edge to CT and I always like defer to him. He's there. He knows these guys. He does respect bananas a lot. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. But the the eating, Zach always puts Mm -hmm. such an emphasis on eating. Right. And I have friends that'll tell me like, would you ever want to go on a challenge? And I'm like, hell no. Like, hell no. Mm. Like, let's say I could do all the physical stuff. I ain't eating that shit. That ain't happening. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, and, And that's a big quality out of a superstar. Right. That's like saying I have a that's like saying I have a monster superstar player. That's also drawing fouls and getting charges and like doing all the little dirty stuff. Right. The one thing I will say uh, about your, you know, CT argument, and this is why I need you. That's why I need the historians to tell me all this stuff. There's instances where just from following Zach specifically Mm -hmm. where, you know, I could say like, Hey, like if Paulie's alive, does he have another title? Do you know what I mean? Um, And like, we could do that all day. However, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Five is not a minuscule number. Five is like, you're the guy, you know, you're, you're him. Like you're, you're, if you're not the guy, you're the next guy, you know? Right. So, right. um, yeah, but, but I, I'm more curious, like, who do you guys have at four? Cause like, th- this is to me, this is the, qu- this is the question. Cause I, it, does everyone have Wes, uh, CT and Johnny is top three and, and am I wrong? No, I have no. Wes no? at four. I have Wes at four. Okay. Yeah. So I, mine, mine is CT and then <laughs> this is really going to piss people off. And then Jordan and then bananas and then Wes is, no, I, is I my three. I, and, and, and the, the Jordan one is just because like, to me, Jordan is just, he's like completely on a different level. And if I wasn't such, if I wasn't so biased towards CT, like, honestly, I, people could put Jordan at number one and I would not argue it because his win rate is better than anybody who's ever been on the show. Like what he's capable of with one fucking hand just is, you know, it absolutely blows my mind. But so I have Jordan on there. Um, I think that's your, uh, you have him I have flipped him with flipped. bananas. Yeah, yeah, I have bananas two, Jordan three, Wes four. Yeah. And okay. I, on the other hand, have Please, Tony. CT, Jordan, Wes, Durrell, and I don't have bananas on mine. And you don't have bananas on yours. He really, he doesn't <laughs> he like bananas. bananas so okay. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you, Tony. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I, want, I want your, your analysis because I have some questions. Yeah, so, I mean, I started off Total Madness. I came over because of Jay and then you've got bananas gunning for Jay the entire time. Mm-hmm. And Sarah Rice is one of my all time favorite challengers, male or female. Mm-hmm. And then he takes her money after he wouldn't have made it to the final without her or won the final without her and cheated. So I don't have any reason to have him on my Rushmore just because like personality wise, I can't abide by it. Now everybody has an argument for it. And you know what? I can't, I can't compete with like seven wins, but as far as I'm concerned, it's an all around game and actual like gamesmanship sportsmanship has to play a part in it somewhere. And for that reason, I've got CT Jordan, Wes and Durrell. (laughs) Okay. I have some thoughts, but go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say my other argument, because I was just sitting here thinking about as far as was CT over bananas is also the island. And if you watch the, that, well, the uh, island and rivals three, I mean, he was busted for, for cheating yeah. on rivals three. He shouldn't even have been credited that win, in my opinion. And then the island. Yeah, that God, was, we're never going to get him. 
I, I, we love you, bananas. <laughs> he already said. He already said yes. Just yeah, be quiet. Yeah, so this is what I'll say. Your list, Tony, is one hundred percent legitimate because you said to me, "I this is who I tune in for. This is who I like. This is whatever." And it's not based on how you, what we would determine as the skill. Okay. Yeah. If we were going based off skill, what I would say is like, I have a couple uh, fantasy leagues where they want to eliminate kickers. And I'm just like, are they eliminating kickers in the NFL? So to me, the mischievousness, the shadiness, the cheating, obviously, like ban the guy, in my opinion, you know, if you're cheating. But in terms of doing somebody dirty, if it's within the rules, then it's within the rules. And um, Zach comments now, I don't agree with this personally. Maybe it's because I've been blessed in my life. Like I like to give, (laughs) but Zach always says, if I have the chance to take the million, I'm taking it, even if it's from my wife. So, (laughs) well, that still goes in the same bank account. (laughs) Yeah, Dude, that's the exact thing. That's what we say. Yeah. Like I love you. I'll buy you whatever you want. You can have half of it, but I want to be the winner. (laughs) I want my name on the trophy. Yeah. But I don't know that. I don't know that I could take the money from somebody else. Like, honestly, I would be able to take it from my married partner and them knowing that it's going to the same place anyway. But yeah. if it was like somebody else and I'm taking from somebody else's family. You can't family, take it from Amanda? I, yes. I, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> man, God damn it. She's got a son. <laughs> Shit. I don't know. But like, you know, uh, we're, we're saying that. But like if you're in the if you're in the moment and you're like, OK, I could make five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Dude. And, and <laughs> by here's saying, my thing. By saying I'll take the money. Yeah. I, I don't fault Ashley for it. Mm-mm. And I, so I don't fault bananas for that. Mm-hmm. I fault bananas for being caught with Adderall during an overnight competition in the final, which gave him the winning point to make the decision. Yeah. And that's cheating. And that's cheating. That's, that's not debatable. That's cheating. So yeah. if you take that away, that win right there and then total madness, he's sitting at five and then you're arguing the ruins. Fair enough. It's yeah, but the thing is, honestly, at the end of the day, like I can't really argue anyone who has bananas as like the goat or as number no, one exactly. or anything no, like that. Like I can't really it's argue. Everybody's it. argument. It's yeah. just kind of I feel like between CT and bananas, I think that they're a lot more like even and comparable than people. Like people try to make it sound like bananas is just miles above CT, and no, I just don't no. see it that way. So like for me. If you have CT or bananas at number one, like I can't, I can't fault or argue that yeah. for anything, you know? Yeah. I yeah. think, I think you've got me. Uh, I think you've got me. I think I'll put CT there, but I am going to keep bananas at two. Now for my <laughs> number four, uh, for my number four, um, uh, I think Jordan, in my head, I was thinking Durrell, Derek, but, but Jordan, mm, he, damn, he's yeah. up there as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's it's hard at well. that spot. Yeah. I, I, I am going to, I am going to stick with Durrell, um, yeah. just mm-hmm. because, uh, I, I hate to have recency bias and I yeah. do a lot, but Durrell's put in a lot of effort in the, into this stuff and, and he's paid his dues, you know? Yeah, absolutely. hundred uh, percent. And here's my thing is still holds the record to this day for most seasons, one in a row, you know? So, I mean, I think we all have the same opinion, which is like Wes and Darrell is a coin flip. It's just how you land on it that day. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? It's yeah. Before Wes won on all stars three, I didn't have him up there. I had CT bananas, Jordan and Darrell. Yeah. And then Wes won on all stars. And I was like, shit, he has a new win now. Now I have mm-hmm. to <laughs> adjust the list. And if Zach was able to take vendettas, I would have him at four, but he wasn't. 
Oh, we did we did our our Mount Rushmore. Uh, we did a discussion episode recently, um, and yeah. we talked about Mount Rushmore. And Zach was on there, and I think we put him around like what, like seven. He's between five and ten, like somewhere I, right in there. I think we all had him somewhere in that area. Like he, and he would put himself in the same way. He he's very like humble about his abilities and what he's accomplished. Right, dude, I like um, Zach. Yeah, yeah. He, he I know some of those people listening aren't going to like hearing that, but I like that. So here's my <laughs> thing is I think you can make a real argument from 15 to five. Myself, personally, I have him probably about nine right mm-hmm. in there That's because fair. I think yeah, you got one K season in there. changes. Yeah. He wins War of the Worlds, too. You know, yep. he he has a better showing in free agents. I mean, just yeah. anything the the really questionable fucking elimination and final reckoning. If that, that doesn't go that wonky. way, that's their season. I don't think Amanda or uh, I mean, Ashley and Hunter win that. No, I opinion. think, I think Zach and, and Amanda take that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that was a cake final. And I think they still get the same outcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They do. I, I remember, I remember how outraged we were all about the final and it, it, but you saw like a dramatic change after that. Like they're yeah. like, oh yeah. shit, like we're going to make these the hardest fucking things that you could do um, because of, you know, how it went down. Yeah. So before we spend three hours say, yeah. on go <laughs> conversation, because yeah. we'll no, do, no, 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 don't good. worry about it. Why okay. don't we get into the recap and then we'll close it out on your women. Give us I some like time. That. So that way, if we got a little bit extra time, we can really dive into that yeah. and have the same kind of conversation. I like, I like that. And we keep it going. Cool. All right. So let's get into this episode, which is obviously episode four, double crossed and hoodwinked. I mean, You're sideswiped. <laughs> oh, fucking, that's what it was. The fucking <laughs> titles, bro. Like, what who's, is that? Did they take the stats guy from last season? 50% heart, 30% energy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, fuck. Yeah, gave him, made him start. No, because their titles have always sucked. Yeah, but anyways, uh, we lead into this episode with Bananas obviously making the choice if he's going to stay on Team Red Flag. Or he's gonna jump ship, and knowing bananas, he's gonna jump fucking ship. Which yeah, he does. I was wrong. Yeah, so he <laughs> goes to Team Blue, takes Corey's spot. Um, which you know what? I <laughs> was not really shocked about that either. But no, I was not. It doesn't really change how I feel about the blue team. I still think they're probably the strongest team in this house, like all around. Oh yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. So especially now, but. uh Really quick, I, I actually I wanted to get your guys's opinion on this because I, I still to this day, I've watched the episode three times now and I don't know how I feel about it. How do you guys feel about the fact that Bananas read Dusty's note in oh, his, his confessional? Love letter? Yeah, read his love letter out in his confessional for the camera. If it does. Go, go ahead, ahead, Tony. No, no, you go ahead first. I think you guys are hive minding. We might be. <laughs> well, for one, it depends if Dusty actually wrote a note. Or Bananas just decided that he wrote mm, a note. And I didn't wrote even his own consider note. that. Because it's not the first time that Bananas has wrote a note and claimed it's from somebody else in the house. Very true. I mean, wow. his sister did it, but, you know. Well, yeah. here's my thing is <laughs> Dusty admits to, you know, wanting oh, yeah. to work with him and admits to saying, hey, I left a note. If Dusty wouldn't have said that, then I would say, no, it's not right. We shouldn't see it. But Dusty admitted to it. And you know what? I'm not mad about it. Shoot or shoot. And that's what Dusty did. <laughs> no, like I'm Dusty. not upset with Dusty about it. I just, I don't know. This is what I'll say is everybody makes a name for themselves somehow. And Dusty, okay. We were, we were unkind to Dusty on our show. Um, and I hope <laughs> he understands. I think he will. But He's pretty cool. 
Yeah, yeah, I think he'll understand. But there's nothing wrong with telling your bro, like, I love you, bro. Like, like I, I appreciate you, bro. Right. And I, I'm a fan of you, bro. Now, <laughs> I think he takes it a little extreme. Uh, uh, I think it's more of an obsession at this point. But I do, uh, I do appreciate him being unapologetic about. It. Hey, I like, I like bananas. Yeah. I idolize bananas. I would like to be bananas. And I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna let him know it with a little, little love letter. You know. Yeah. I mean, here's my thing: is I'm married to a fanatic, right? Like. This girl has been, I'm sorry, this woman has been watching this show since she was a girl. Like, what, 12 years old is when you started? Um, yeah, it may be even a little younger. She's she been not have been watching it. That's for damn sure. She's been <laughs> watching CT since puberty all the way through this point in life. And then we got him on an interview and I saw how her whole demeanor changed. <laughs> From about 45 minutes before the interview <laughs> to through the interview when she realized it was happening. And I get it, dude. I get it. Maybe maybe that's a conversation you have one-on-one, not on paper where it lives forever. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess that's fair, right? Don't write anything down if you don't want. Yeah, I, I get it. I don't know. It just, it just, maybe it was just like, it was just kind of cringe unless... Like he asked Dusty, like, bro, like, can I read this? Like, it'd probably be kind of funny, whatever. But I just, I have a, I doubt that he did that. I think Dusty's just owning it, guys. Like, I think Is he's he? cool. Yeah, I love it. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I, I, I think, think he's like, cool with it too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's just owning it and being like, I like the guy. I don't care what anyone thinks. He's my yeah. idol and I'm going to, I'm going to profess it, you know? But yeah. yeah. I mean, I look at it this way. Like Dusty is living what we all want to do. Right. Oh, yeah. Like he's in a house with vets that he's watched forever. And then he's in a house competing with them. And not only that, because I think actually because there's only two people from Amazing Race, he's sort of just been absorbed into the vets. And he might actually have a higher place than Fessy and Corey at this point because Bananas is mad at them. I'm glad you said that because we're going to touch on that again later because yeah. they literally refer to him as right? a challenger as part yeah. of their vet challenger group in, in episode five, which I was <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> if I'm dusty, I am recording that moment. Yeah. Saving it for a digital frame and just having it on repeat <laughs> in my house. somewhere. <laughs> Carrying it the right. whole time. Everywhere okay. I go. Bring it into the house. And make it your ring, your ringtone, you know? Like, can you still do that with phones these days? Like, I don't I'm know. Sure. <laughs> well, you got the Nokia one, right? No, I you totally that. can. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you can. Which is worse. I can't believe I just said that. Yeah, wow. you bought the Nokia ringtone. That's weird. I'll say this. I, uh, we teased him a little bit on our show, but I'll tell you right now, I want to see, I like Dusty a lot. Like, I mm. would like to see him come back. Like, yeah. he, when he, <laughs> when he said, I'm not going to be fucking strong armed, I'm like, you fucking, you tell her that you you're not going to be strong armed. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's catching, he's catching a lot of flack for being like naive or like the layup. And I don't see it that mm-hmm. way like he's no. reading this game fairly well and he knows how he wants to play he's it. a super fan i saw it somewhere on instagram somebody said that he's playing the long game by like setting himself mm-hmm. up with someone like bananas you know and it's like that's completely possible and if that's like what he's doing and he's trying to like set up those long-term alliances with people he knows are really good in the game and can help keep keep getting him called and and get him, you know, teach him how to play the game and get through it and stuff like props to him for that, you know? Totally. So, so I, I made, sorry guys, I made a, uh, a comparison to, 
with similar situation with Sebastian, right? Mm. With him latching on to Tori, now you're literally a challenger by proxy, and you're literally not a target on that side because there's seven people they'd rather get out before you. And then you're also not an opponent on the survivor or the big brother side. It's actually really, really brilliant. It is. Well, it's yep. exactly what happened with Emmy and Emmanuel mm-hmm. in Spies, Lies, and Allies. Yep. You know, like Emmanuel was linked to Tori, so that kept him safe through the majority of that time, all the way up to the last and, elimination. And Emmy was CT's yeah, little protege. Yeah, so. just go do all the dirty work for me. Okay, I'll do that. Just keep me safe. And that's what they did. Yeah. She went into what? Like four eliminations and she won them all. Yeah, she but, went into a bunch of limbs, but... So props to them for that. And if that's Dusty's way of getting into this, I'm not mad about it. Yeah. He might get a callback. And if he has to do it next season, he does the same thing. It gets better. Who are we to say? Yeah. Well, what's funny is like the two people that we've mentioned, Dusty and Seabass, who are the two people who in episode one proclaimed to be super fans yeah. of the challenge. Yeah, Dusty exactly. And Seabass. Yep. And also, if you're Dusty and you've watched this game as much as you have, what is the absolute best way? To get bananas on your side. Flattery. Compliment the fuck out of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Suck up to him. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Boost that ego of his. So, yep. The ego. Can we all admit that this episode was really Josh's episode? <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without question. <laughs> I messaged okay. him. And what I was happened? Like, Look, dude, you went against everybody that I like in the house, but I have to give you fucking props for it because <laughs> you owned it. He accomplished more in this episode than the entire group of vets have up to this episode. Facts. Yes. Facts. And look, I know people like to hate on Josh, but like from everything we know and like even the small conversation we had with him, but the people we've talked to that have been in that house with him, like CT, like Jordan, Mm. like fucking Tori, they all say he is the coolest fucking guy. They love him. All this other stuff. You know what I mean? And I know he's got people in the house that probably don't like him, too. But to watch him go from this where he's been and then to just completely dominate an episode and start it off with classic Josh, where he's like, why is it so fucking quiet in here? And he might Y'all have just, had some pots and pans. like You know what I mean? And just went off on a drop of a dime and... You just saw everybody I don't get even, so awkward. What was it even about? Like, it was I, I, simply because they were quiet. Was they it just were, because nobody was, was just standing around? Nobody was talking. And I will say, within that scene, he called his shot. He flat out said, Desi up now. Obviously, he could have said it to every single person that was there, and they just edited those two in. But he said it to Desi, and he said it to Lewis. I'm coming after you. So I literally have in my notes. I like these calls. Josh is going off. It is not understandable at all, but it's hilarious. (laughs) And I love this. You know what I mean? Did you guys notice that it was all backed by classical music too? Yes, that's just, that's just classic CBS though. They just put like so goofy great. ass. They just, they just put goofy to make ass them look corny. Yeah, yeah, they just want to make them look corny. It almost kind of kills it, but I don't know. This one it was kind of funny, but sometimes the sometimes the corny music in the back kills it for me, and I'm like, come on, man, just let them be well, like mad. Yeah, I, so I, I'll go back to the Josh thing for the for the record, Zach is fond of Josh. He gets along with him really well and he thinks that he's really cool. My issue has always been um, you're trying to be these people and you haven't done anything for me to put you there. Now, Zach tells me he won Big Brother. He has done A, B, and C and he thinks he can win a a final. He really does. You got to make me a believer, brother. And 
Um, I'm sorry. Like you have to make me a believer. You have to physically dominate. And I don't, in my opinion, I haven't seen him physically dominate in the way that I would respect him in that manner. However, this particular episode, he dominated politically. Probably. This is probably his best episode that I've ever literally ever seen him ever. Yeah. Ever. I don't know how, (laughs) I don't know how you go into that nomination and <laughs> convince everybody that Amanda is not like, like she doesn't need to go, you know, when everyone knows she does and he got away with it. It was hilarious. to me. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. And we'll get deeper into that one here in a minute, but yeah, it was just, it was classical challenge stereotype of how to get the house to go in your direction with chaos. Right. And yeah. Bananas even mentioned, like not in exact words, but basically handing the torch to Josh. He said Josh to, is taking the mantle. Yeah, I was like, what? like, and all of a sudden he's <laughs> doing this speech. He's fucking leading this charge for the veterans, and and I like it, man. I'm not mad about this edit. No, I'm really not. Not mad about he it. Also, at all. took a season off mm-hmm. and worked on things and came mm-hmm. back. And now they're now granted, there's still people who dislike Josh and are very yeah. vocal about it. But there are a lot more people who are like, I'm liking Josh this season. Mm-hmm. That's me. Yeah. That yeah. one is me. Yep. Well, see, yeah. like, and I've watched, like, I've, I follow him on, on Instagram and like, I've watched him put in the work yeah. since he's been off the show. And knowing the Josh that's coming into this show, it's fun to watch. Because even at the end of that whole tirade of just like yelling at everybody because they weren't talking to each other and because they were walking on eggshells, he didn't even stick around. Yeah. He had that whole thing and was like, I'm gone and left (laughs) out. Right. Yeah. I think for me, like I, the only reason I didn't care for him is like, I had no problem with somebody that's big, bad and bold. If you back it up in the challenges, if you're the man and people fear you. I don't think anyone and maybe to this day, no one really fears Josh. Um, that was always my that was always my problem with Paulie as well, mm. is I just never thought anyone really feared you to be talking as tough as you talk. Um, right now, his his game this season is much more in the mix. But, you know, he he, he gets loud and people listen. So here's my thing. I just always like the underdog and Josh yeah. has yeah. been the underdog. So, like, it's hard not to root for the guy. And he gets that, you know, that elimination win. And he had a bad showing to get that elimination win, but he still loved it. And I love that he got it. Yes. To me, even if he goes into elimination this season, and regardless if he wins or doesn't win, as long as it's a good showing, then I can show respect for that. Because to me, much like anything else, it's it's a coin flip in an elimination. You don't know what's going to happen any given Sunday, however you want to say it. Right. He almost beat Kyle. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he did. He almost beat Kyle. That was crazy. That was a good Zach says, Zach says that all the time. And um, in the Patreon exclusive, uh, I asked <laughs> Zach, uh, I asked Zach a little bit about, hey, like, how would you fare against Josh in, a, in an elimination? Yeah. And he he essentially said that, which it's true for everybody. There's some that'll work for him and some that wouldn't. But he f- says flat out, hey, he's a big guy. If it's something physical, you never know. And yeah, you know, I I, I am starting to root for him a little i look i was the biggest josh hater especially right after he won big brother i did not agree with him winning i didn't like him on big brother i didn't like him his first couple seasons on the challenge and i used to hate on him so hard and then we interviewed him and i was like wait 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 
This is not, this guy is nothing like he's on the show. And then just, and then from then we just kind of built kind of like an online, like, again, I don't like saying friendship, but like kind of relationship where we'd chat and talk every now and again. And he's just such a cool dude. And now it's like, I find myself like constantly like rooting for him every time he's on, like he might not be like my, he's going to win the season, like pick. But I'm in the background, like, woo, cheering for him, you know? Exactly. So, like, I don't know if any of you guys are NBA fans, but, like, Mm -hmm. he's, like, some people like Paul George. Some people like Damian Lillard. You're never going to say this guy is the best, best, best player, but you like him. You know, yeah. you like, I like yeah. it. You know? yeah. <laughs> to me, it's like Steve Francis for my generation. Like, I think Steve Francis, like, he wasn't the best. It's him with Vince Carter, but that was my. But he dude. had some highlights. He had, he some, had highlights. some highlights. Like, yeah. that's yeah. all that matters. You know what I mean? So, the only other thing that I really have about that mm. happened in this house section was uh, Desi and her having kind of Ugh. a mental, uh, and when I say mental, like a mental health moment where she was kind of checking in how she felt. And she felt. Uh, in Imposter situ- syndrome, honestly, yeah, is what that- it sounds like to me. Like, and that sucks, dude. That's so hard to battle. And I couldn't imagine battling it in that like intense of a situation in that house, all those people. Yeah. Like, oh girl. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And can I say something with I know this is a horrible time to say this with the discussion we're about to have, but I really like the way they do these confessionals. I was going to I was going to ask you guys if you like it. It reminds me I, of the diary room from Big Brother. I, it, no, it reminds me of the old fucking real world confessionals Ooh. where they were by like a bookcase yeah, or something. Right. It was just a part of the house over off to the side with the door on it. Yeah, that's. A, but that's I like how you can see in the background and it's open and I feel like you're getting better confessionals at that point. You know what I mean with this? Well, I wonder if there's production in those rooms or if it's just like a camera and a couch and you can just go in and almost and just kind of vent like a diary or something like that. You know, I would say, yeah, it's probably more that. And And so then it's just kind of more free flowing. And and instead of like, you know, being prompted like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? What about this, that, this, that? It's just you letting go of whatever's in bothering you at that moment, which was why I kind of referred it back to the diary room. But. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like it. And I feel really bad for Desi. I, I do, too. But I think it's just a momentarily thing. You know, Desi just needs something to to make her feel like, OK, things are going in my direction. I've got this. And I think it honestly, we talk about all the time, a bit of foreshadowing. Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they, you know, not that it didn't deserve this conversation that went into it, but it definitely Played a major role. Yeah, Yeah, with the secret garden, because all of a sudden you get the other girls like, oh, we got you 100%, which plays into what happens later. Yeah. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll say a couple things on it. So I think this is really like important for people to see in here. Uh, Desi is seemingly the golden girl, right? The perfect person. She's beautiful. She's uh, intelligent. She's accomplished in every way, but she still has self confidence issues. And it just gives people that you know may not have done everything that she's accomplished be like wow like if someone that that accomplished someone that beautiful someone that well-spoken is having these issues it's okay for me to talk about it myself yep now is it game related is it uh being separated from real life or whatever it is that's for her to handle but i give her a lot of credit for telling everybody hey we all deal with issues it's okay to talk about it but it's also on us to turn the page, you know, right. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's, that's why I want to say, like, I feel like it was a very, 
not not fleeting but it wasn't a long-term thing it was it, she was having a moment not well, she's stuck in a rut you know I, what no, I mean? I, and i don't mean like stuck in a rut it's just like i said you know it to me it sounds like imposter syndrome and it sounds like something that she's you know experienced and been kind of battling with when she referred back to her her real life career and you know all these other things and her relationship and all of this and i think that you know we've talked about obviously we don't know from personal experience we could only imagine the amount of pressure that is on you when you're living in that house and playing that game with all those people and on, on top of it this season you have a secret vote thing thrown in and all this crazy stuff so you're like extra paranoid about what's going on around you and i'm sure yeah the pressure like really got to her and but it just to me like when you're home and you have your family and you're your pets and your fiance and your your bed and all your yeah. comfortable things it's easier to deal with things like this but the fact that she had this moment in the house is just it 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 broke my heart i felt really really bad for her that she had to you know go through that and experience that in the house and yeah. you can talk to people about it but again you don't know how real everybody's actually being with you and so yeah. it's like you well, know. we had the conversation with Nelson where he's like, dude, you see people say something in a moment of vulnerability and then all of a sudden they turn and use it on you in the yeah. game. And it's like, wow, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, fuck, dude, that's that's a tough place to be, you know, and I can yeah. see why these people get jaded towards other people. Yeah. You know what and I mean? So I wouldn't say that this is necessarily the reason that it's there, but it in an ideal world. The reason that we have this confessional cam situation is that it allows people to go to a separate space to say what they need to say, to get it out into the air without saying it to someone that will then use it against them in the game or if there's an issue of trust or anything like that. And again, I'm not saying that that's why it's there, but it's it's it would be nice if it is because it does allow for that. But like major props to Desi for putting herself out there. Yes. Especially in that situation, because if you're already because I like I, I have also suffered with like imposter syndrome to mm -hmm. to an extent as well, obviously not to quite that level. Right. But like when you're in that situation and you're surrounded by everybody else, you kind you have to be on your game and you don't have time to not be on your game. One right. thing yeah. that's a great point, Tony. One thing that I will say that I thought is um, I don't know if odd is the right word, but interesting is I know she was on last season of USA, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I've never seen somebody as, in my opinion, new raw. I don't know what the word is, be as highly regarded for her talent and for her, you know, people, every girl is saying, oh, she's strongest girl in the house, whatever. And like, to me, it's like, wow, like you already made that much of an impact this, this soon in the game. You know, maybe maybe it kind of feels like this whole secret garden thing are all looking at her like, hey, it's you're the one to for all of us. And I'm just like, wait, why aren't you guys playing your game a little bit? And also, is it having this effect on her that everyone's kind of looking at her to like mm -hmm. be like the leader of the group? If that's where the weight comes there, you, you know, that's yeah. a great point. Oh, that's a great point. See, yeah, I didn't even consider that as part of, you know, that like you said, that pressure, that weight of now you've got all these girls looking to you you're considered the best one in the house by most everybody there plus uh, shit tons of fans you know wow yeah, yeah. that's well, uh, from where right from where not not and that's not based on winning right that's not or winning a, a title right that's based on what we see and based on what the other people are saying yeah. Yeah. so like like there's the imp imposter right are you are you really that or are we are people just calling me that 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and even on her team alone, she's considered the strongest, obviously the strongest woman on the team. Yeah. But even with Michaela on there, and I know there could be an argument for it, but Desi's looked at, like you said, the leader and someone would argue that she might be the best player on green, even with Wes on there, <laughs> you know, because yeah. look, as much as I love Wes too. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. Um, so I think it's very interesting. It's telling going forward into the episode, yeah. which we get into the daily called Sideswipe. Look real quick. They're hung from cords in between two semis driving down the road. They got to take bingo. As, as Wes said, they have to do some Spider-Man shit. Yeah, exactly. They got to take their <laughs> color like fucking circle and put it on the opposite side while someone is trying to defend them and do the same thing. And they rotate between a bunch of people. Like if, if you <laughs> want to know what episode. it's about, yeah, go watch the fucking episode. <laughs> Um, what I found interesting was the matchups in this though. Like right off the bat was Michelle and Amanda. I was like, Oh fuck the rumble in the jungle, the thriller in Manila. Let's see what happens. And it was, what did she say? I don't hate it or something. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, it I feel like I'm pretty sure Michelle got the better hand. Yeah. Michelle got, Michelle got five and uh, Amanda got one. So it was, it wasn't, it didn't help that she dropped her thingies. Look, I like Monty, Shocking. but the fact that he was so blown away by this daily, which is kind of like a repetitive <laughs> daily that we've seen multiple times. And he was like, fuck, this isn't like a backyard game from Big Brother. What do we do? It just <laughs> it kind of made me chuckle a little bit on the inside. So I had mm. to bring that up. Mm, I must have missed that. That's all right. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> but the one that actually got me and it has literally been living rent free in my head since Sunday was the Corey versus Chris when, yes. when uh, <laughs> yeah. Corey's trying to get his last tag over on the other side and Chris like tries to block him. And I can't remember exactly what uh, Corey said in his confessional. But he's, he was said something like, you know, you're you're going to get hurt today. And he freaking decimates and plows through Chris and gets his tag on there like right just in time. It was like so awesome to see, though. I loved just it. Just dunked on him. Just yeah. dunked yeah. on him. <laughs> it was like it wasn't even like straight on either. It was like, yeah, almost straight on. And then Corey had this curve thing going on and just went up over Chris's head. <laughs> like you said earlier, Pierre, if you're a basketball fan, it was very much uh, like a LeBron James, like arcing dunk and then coming right. over the person. So right. Corey put his Corey put his hip on his face and just boom, just gave yeah. him a little, yeah. a little action. So yeah, that's that's uh, that was that was funny to see. And Chris is a big old boy, too. He's not he's yeah. nothing to be messed with. But yeah. when you don't know what you're doing here, it's funny for me, like this challenge, it really showed that at the end of the day, like the re- repetition of doing this year after year after year, it creates tears. And when Wes is able to get every single one, mm-hmm. um, when when he's in his older e- years, mm-hmm. and then you have these guys are you know supposed to be in their prime, and they're getting schooled. Like playing the game has a lot of value, and we saw that on what we called I don't remember what it was called, but the lollipop challenge. Mm-hmm. Johnny, yeah, yeah. Breeze, Wes, yeah. Breeze. And this is just knowing they've done it in different variations so many times. Look to your point, Rick, which we've all been here before. The two semis <laughs> running across. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. And, exactly. But with that being said, I do want to say Michaela had a very impressive showing that first go with her yeah. and Lewis. Like it was, she was very yes. impressive on this. And Cassidy tried her best, dude. And she, she tried to keep up with Michaela and she just, she could not do it. No. You if know, you can. 
Yeah. And we're going to get into a debate that me and Tony have kind of been going back and forth <laughs> on since uh, uh, you, uh, 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 please cut that out. Um, Maybe. Oh, I love you so much. You guys are cute, man. You guys yeah, are um, cute. Thank you. For real. Uh, I'm all, now I'm he's blushing. all now oh, he's blushing. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, anyway, so uh, round four, it, it, nothing super exciting happened. Green ended up scoring enough to knock, knock yeah. blue kind of out of the running. Yeah. Round five it is, uh, you know, Chanel, Corey, Fessy, and Alyssa L. Uh, Fessy and Corey have a little bit of a of a kind of wrestling match in the air there, but nothing super important happens here except over on the sidelines. This is where Chris proposes the idea of making a deal with red. And instead of, you know, the, the sixth and final round, instead of trying to score blue would just drop all their discs and try to keep green from scoring, which would then allow red to win the daily. Here's the thing though. He didn't even have a conversation with red. It was just no, yeah, they didn't even tell them the they were doing it. that it would work. Yeah. So go ahead. Go ahead. Rick. Real quick. I'm going to jump back for a second. Mm-hmm. Just speaking about Corey and Fessy. I think that's the elimination I really want to see. Corey I don't know Fessy. if we're going to get lucky to see it, yeah. but that's the one I want to see. Um, but going to this, I do think they had the conversation with bananas and bananas said it well, over but- to the red team because he was a part of the blue team when that conversation was happening. Yeah. And he told the people on the red team, hey, this is what we're going to do. Oh, you'd think he told them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because why else would Red be like, oh, yeah, they gave it to us. And, you well, know, because it was because it was apparent. Bananas but turned around and threw all the discs in the road. You don't do disc. that. But you don't do that without having the conversation with them. Like, let's hope they do this for us. You know what I mean? That yeah. doesn't make sense, especially with They're Bananas and Tori on your team. Red and blue is already working together. So I'll say this. So I don't want to speak exactly for Zach, but. He is of the opinion that this was never Chris's idea Mm. that he, it was his idea. He either tells Chris or, you know, he tells Chris to kind of like make it a thing, but he negotiates the deal. And then after the challenge, he goes around and says, yeah, it was all, it was all Chris. That's interesting. And that's a bananas move. It is. Which we've shown he's willing to do with the Fessy vote later. This guy, yeah, I'm telling you, like, I get what you're saying, guys. He's a, I don't want to, <laughs> I want him to come on your show. But <laughs> it doesn't no, matter. You're fine. No, 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 dude. Look, like, he's either going to come on and give us a shot or he's not. We're not going to fucking, yeah. no, we don't, yeah. We're not going right. to hold punches because of that. He had no soul when he's in this fucking house. No. He literally has no soul, he has no ethics. He has no loyalty. This guy, the guy that talks about loyalty, and I fucking hated it when he went on his rant because I'm like, you're the last person that I'm ever going to hear fucking listen to anything about loyalty. Please just stop talking. No one wants you to win, Johnny. Oh, hold up. I'm not going to make it to the end of this game if I keep going in. No shit. That's why you're going in. That's the point, bro. <laughs> like, look, no lie. Sorry. sorry. No, one you're of, good. We went all. I believe that's yeah. verbatim what I said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite things about Cam is when she went into fucking double agents and she's like, I want all anyone who's won a championship out. And I'm like, people who haven't won, why aren't you doing that every fucking game? Like, oh, yeah. Tori, you've got one. Wes, you've got a couple. Banana, y'all are out y'all right now. Go. Guess what? Bananas, Fessy, go. Yeah. Are we Bye. supposed to feel bad? No, yeah, like, bro, never. you got you got money in the bank. Sorry. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> you're uh, totally you fine. You, you want me to get your cane? You want me to get your walker, bro? Like, like you're good. If you're really the shit, go handle business in the elimination, please. 
Like who was that? Who was the guy from uh, what was that? Um, Double agents or whatever? Who was like, you know, I'll send Wes back home to deal Joseph, with his money. Uh, Joseph. Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah bye, of, bananas. Bye, bye. Facts spread around right. here tonight. Um, like here's the thing. Here, here's what I will say. Sorry, I know I'm like going crazy. No, right now, no, but no, 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 no. There's a reason why nobody is even talking about Fessy right now. If you instill fear, fear in your opponent. They ain't going to put you in the elimination unless they think they can beat you or you're because because you go to elimination, you take out one of their supporters. It's bad news for them. But people are less afraid of Johnny more now more than ever. Yes. Say that. Yeah, I agree. Um, my thing is, is, if you look at pretty much, well, at least the top two guys right in the go conversation, CT and bananas for most people, they you have a better chance of getting them out in an elimination mm-hmm. than you do in a final. Then beating them so in the final. You yep. can't let them ride. Like you gotta get them out right away. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I kind of like that skull twist because it made sure they went in. But that's going on a whole different yeah. thing. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Back to this daily. The highlight of it is the last round where we're finally gonna see where Blue decides we're just gonna play defense. And it's Monty versus bananas and Michaela versus fucking Tori. And this is the debate that mean and Tony have been having and we brought it to online as well which is in a physical situation like a pull wrestle balls, balls in. in maybe even a hall brawl who you taking Tori or Michaela I'm gonna let that marinate for a little bit the battle they have on this truck though is pretty great yeah it is well and it it started off like I knew it was gonna be a little bit catty because they're up on the truck and before TJ even blows a horn Michaela tells Tori she's like you stay out of my way and I'll stay out of your way and Tori says I don't think that's gonna happen and Michaela says all right well it's gonna be a show then I was like oh let's do this like it got me hyped I was ready to go I like Um, how how bananas pulled in pulled a amanda and dropped all his pieces right at the beginning so oh his was on purpose that's right yeah <laughs> um i would love to hear you guys give your sides of the argument for that i this is where i'm going to defer a little bit because from what i've seen it's really literally not a discussion but i want to know what you guys have to say about it oh about the tory versus michaela or this act- yeah. actual no, no, no. situation that happened no 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 the tory versus michaela that situation that's just that's just rough housing that's just two people hanging on the side of a truck. That right. was Tori should have put her hair up, not leaving yeah. a long ass ponytail while hanging off the side of a truck. Not yeah. smart. <laughs> Here's my thing. We this is the only small evidence we have of those two going at it. Out of eight of those discs, Michaela only scored two. And the last one was at the very last second when Tori knew she could score. Yeah. And you hear her talk she moved shit. out of the way so she could so she could talk shit. Yeah. And, and in my history of playing <laughs> sports, which is not at a even at a level of community college football, just high school football. Typically, people only try to get aggressive and like pull hair, kind of do something underhanded if they're not getting their way. Yeah, that's, that's a good my point. experience. Now, with that being said, in a situation like pull wrestle balls in hall brawl. I have an abundance of tape on Tori. I don't have an abundance of tape on Michaela. Right. That's what that's what I meant earlier. Yeah. 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 So to me right now, it is Tori. But if they go a best of five in any of those eliminations, I could really see it going either way or being very close no matter what. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think they're pretty close. I think, yeah, I think Michaela would give Tori a run for her money, you know, and if like you said, if we're doing like a best out of three or whatever, 
you know, I say, you know, like if we're doing a best out of three, like a balls in or a pole wrestle, I think, you know, one of them takes the first round, one of them takes the second round and Tori takes the third round um, for the overall win. But I think it's a really good fight. I think it'd be an awesome matchup. I think Hall Brawl would be a little bit different. Tori's just one of those girls that is just really fucking hard to beat in a Hall Brawl. Um, so I feel like that one would be a little bit harder for Michaela to really like kind of give Tori that, you know, that competition down there. But I think anything else like that's like wrestling related, I think it'd be a really good show, but I do give it to Tori. Well, in Hall Brawl, there's there's a really obvious fucking strategy and there's you get an advantage just based on something you can't control, which is your height and weight and right. how your center of gravity that's is. True. And Tori is more set up for a hall brawl than Michaela is. Right. And it's just the shorter and the more kind of stocky you are, the right. better you're going to be in that situation. Yeah, that's true. I want to hear Tony and then I'll, I'll give my thoughts. <laughs> so to Rick's point on the trucks, from what I recall, it was whoever gets the most dots. Uh, so that's Michaela with two, Tori with none. <laughs> so there's enough. one right there. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, I'm. Those are facts. Those are facts of the situation. I can't argue that. So, game set match. As far as Michaela's physicality, I've I'm a huge fan of Michaela from Survivor. Yeah, same. I've watched. I watched both of her seasons. I've seen Millennials versus Gen Xers multiple times because um, that's Jay's season. She's been continually improving her physicality from the time that she was on Survivor, and she was already a force to be reckoned with at that point both in team challenges as well as like individual immunity, things like that. It is going to be a coin flip when you get down in the sand, especially when you have two people who are as driven as Tori and Michaela and want it as bad as Tori and Michaela want it. Michaela is trying to make a new name for herself in the house based off her first outing, which was not great, but she also went into a team elimination with dead weight versus two very capable people. So it's very hard to compete with that. It depends on the challenge. It depends on the day as to who I would give the like final win to. But I would almost guarantee that your pole wrestle, your balls in like anything like that is going to end up in a third round or a fifth round. It's not going to be like two for one person. Okay. I like I said, I, I will defer to you guys that have the footage. Uh, thank you, Tony, because I know you've seen a lot of her on Survivor and I don't know yeah. how the physical challenges are there or what. I don't know anything about that show. So the one thing that I will say is it's like a lot less about Michaela and it's just like this theme that I hold Tori in. Right. I really, really, really have her up there um, with the best girls that have ever played this game. Um, I think that her intensity, her ferocity, um, her density in terms of somebody who is very just like uh, as we're football players, right? Like Rick, right? So mm -hmm. <laughs> the leverage, the thighs, the, just the explosion that she has and she's exhibited. Uh, okay. Let's talk about the John A elimination. Okay. John A is a monster. Okay. She is a champion. She is a tank. And Tori gave her the fucking business. Like it was nobody's show to watch. Like she didn't, she doubled her score. Okay. So I imagine if that was Alyssa Lopez in that elimination, <laughs> her body would have been broken in 28 pieces. Yeah. Now is Michaela a better competitor than a John a? You might tell me yes, 
But I will tell you what, I just think Tori's going to beat anyone in that house. I haven't seen uh, a, a Desi or a Michaela in that type of situation, in an evil eye situation, right? But I would love to, and hopefully we get that opportunity. So I'm going to say one last thing on this one. And to me, it's Tori wins one more. We're having a real conversation about her on the Mount Rushmore, in my personal opinion. And we, you might see her on mine later. I'll be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> and, and that's a fair point, you know. But I think that all you really need to see is what, and Zach saw it in person, so he can tell you better than anybody else, but is Tori versus Jenny West in War of the Worlds 2 in the Hall Brawl. Yeah. Tori shouldn't have won that. No. And she didn't just win it. She fucking dominated. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And albeit that was. And she's bigger now. Yeah. And albeit that was against someone that had never done a contact sport ever in their life and, and had it has improved. We've seen them do it in a, in a later season. Right. But that's all you need to see in my personal opinion. Until I see Michaela do something similar or beat Tori in this, then I can't say any different than Tori's got the advantage. Exactly. And no one here, I don't think would take Michaela over Jenny in that challenge. I don't think I would take no. anyone over Jenny. Jenny would yeah. take out the truck. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Th- that's my point. Jenny versus fucking anyone other than like maybe Fessy and CT is a fair <laughs> fucking go, bro. That's the that's the explosion I'm talking about on Tori yeah. and just the 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 ferocity like you have to okay. It's a, it's an it's an equation that doesn't make sense. Size plus heart equals result and when she's able to bring that out of her, like that's the type of stuff I'm talking about. Yeah. That Tori has that I can't quantify. So it's not a conversation to me, but I, I'm happy. I will be happy to see something like that down the road. Oh, I paid yeah. to see it happen, yeah. bro. Um, blue ends up, you know, holding green off. Uh, red wins 48 to 41. Everybody's fucking pissed. But Wes gives a confessional and he says, Blue threw the challenge just to make sure that our team doesn't win. And it's brilliant. In fact, I was the inventor of this move almost a decade ago. <laughs> like that quote was, it. it got me. I was like, oh my gosh, dude. Like, it was awesome. What was the challenge, guys? Maybe you guys can help me out. I remember CT kind of doing something like this. I feel like he was on top of a car or something. Am I off base? Or, you know, I don't know. Like doing a similar challenge to. A throw, like not caring to win. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was from, he actually did it recently. Um, what was it? Remember they were on the water thing and he sat there and did the rock, paper, oh, that's scissors. That's, that's, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. It was the plane with the, was it the plane with the patterns? No, it was like the thing they had to run up the soapy thing while it was moving behind the boat on the water. Oh, right. And you yeah, had to try yeah, to yeah. wrestle past your opponent. And instead he just sat down. Who'd he go against? Why do Kyle? I, oh, Kyle. I was like, why do I want to say it was that? I think it doesn't feel yeah, right, yeah. but Kyle. Okay. There you yeah. So, so we've but, seen <laughs> this before where it's like, it's not, winning is not as important as not losing exactly yeah right yeah but yeah uh then we go uh we actually we head back to the house for nominations and stuff um all the red girls meet with michaela and they kind of come up with this plan for the girls that kind of push for wes and amanda even though they know that like josh and kind of the other guys on the team are kind of pushing more towards like desi and lewis and you know so they're they're trying to figure out how they can kind of get these get Josh and everything away from Desi and, and Lewis. What kills me right here is Josh goes to Wes and goes, the girls want you and want Amanda. And then he promises them both that he will send it. He will stalemate it 
and go into eliminate and risk going into elimination himself to save Wes and Amanda. Like how linked up is Josh that he knows this plan spot off before? Well, I mean, maybe it was editing after the fact or something, but like you don't see this that often. It's just Josh is playing a good game. He yeah, but it just blew my mind that he was so willing like, I don't know. It, maybe it's just because I, I, I don't know. I, it, I just I can't so imagine. Chanel. I can't yeah. imagine like just stalemating and throwing myself into a situation where, you know what I mean? But like, I don't know, maybe they're for closer Amanda? for Amanda, yeah, for Amanda and Wes. I'm like, when have you like, and what? Wes ever worked together ever, I, ever, ever? I talked about this on our show and I said, hold up, let me get this straight. You're going to throw yourself into elimination that you I'll, pretty much. They say you won, right? To save the person that has done everything that you want to do four times over. Yeah. Mm, you're a puppet. Yeah. It's just, it, it's just very, I don't However, know. However, he handled it with boldness and he got what he wanted. What happened in Spies, Lies, and Allies where it's vets linked up, he's just holding on to that and latched on to that. They're not necessarily Amanda and Wes. Yeah, it, it, that's all it is. It's his way of getting to where he wants to go. I, I get that. I, I don't know. I just it, the, because it's so weird because it's like you didn't come in as part of the six. So it's not like you don't have other opportunities to be part of that big brother alliance to, you know, weasel your way in and work with the survivors. Like, it's not like he, he doesn't have any other options where like, you know, bananas and Wes and, and Corey are in kind of a little bit different of maybe not Corey so much because he's kind of made it clear that he doesn't really fuck with bananas and them like that, but it, he has other options, but he still, for some reason is just latching onto these vets. And I think again, and we've talked about this so many times on this podcast is, you know, and I hate to say this cause again, I I'm, I'm really loving Josh lately, but he's playing for future seasons. He's not playing for right now in this season. He's playing for, I don't want to piss off bananas because I know bananas is coming back. I know Tori's coming back. I know, you know what I mean? So he's playing for future seasons instead of playing for himself right now. And, you know, as great as that sounds, like people who play that way don't ever really end up winning. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just I loved what happened in the nomination. I think the way that he took control over every single one of those people was like super impressive. And I still am just like, holy shit. Like, how did he actually change every single like he made that work and he made Michelle and Tiffany flip on the votes that they had originally said they were going to stick to no matter what and kept from having to stalemate, even though like Chanel was totally willing to stalemate as well. She was like, fuck you, that's stalemate then. I, I want to ask you guys, because I really want to know your opinion. What do we think of Michelle? And let's start with you, Tony, because I know she's yep. she's your girl survivor. I want to know what you think of Michelle and just tell me like your experience with her, because I have a strong opinion on this. girl. So. Her win is one of those like on Survivor, her win is one of those wins that is contested similar to Underwood, where um, some people think that her competitor should have won over her. However, she played a really good social game. She is, I think, the only winner in the history of the game to have the opportunity to remove someone from the jury. So she was able to take one person off the jury. She eliminated their vote. They didn't get to take part. And she took out somebody who's a guaranteed number for her competitor. Now, I love Aubrey. Obviously, my daughter's name is Aubrey. I still appreciate Michelle's win the same way that I still appreciate Underwood's win. 
so far in the game, Michelle has gotten better every season that she's played. She's gotten more confident. She's gotten more sure of her footing in the game. However, I initially watched this episode and was like, how did Michelle fumble that for everyone else? Like, why wasn't she willing to stalemate it? I always say go to rocks because that's what they do on Survivor. But it was Tiffany. It wasn't Michelle. It was Tiffany who flopped first, which then meant that if they they weren't going to stalemate on both, which then caused Michelle to waffle on Lewis versus Wes. And then they like, honestly, they both fucked it. Chanel, who is new to the game, was willing to stalemate. She was willing to go into elimination. She was trying to start strong arm Dusty. She was trying to strong arm Corey and Josh. She had a point, though. Like she she flipped it on. She flipped it on Josh. She's like, I mean, do you want to run a final with Desi or Amanda? Like, as a guy, I want to run with Desi, you know, like she flipped it right on him. So I I love Chanel. But I'm sorry, please continue. (laughs) No. So like I I was liking Michelle up until this point. And a lot of it honestly has to do with the fact that I fucking love Lewis and he is now gone as a result. And they very easily could have stalemated it. Mm-hmm. It was easy. They had people who weren't going to flip. They weren't going to flip. They had a whole conversation about it, which ended up meaning nothing. Um, <laughs> Started by who? Michelle. Yeah. My opinion on Michelle is it's so middle of the road. Like I just yeah. she's she's a sideline player. She lets her emotions and uh, her worries get to her. She gets anxiety from it. Like the, the biggest thing I remember is her interaction with Laurel on Ride or Dies, where she says she all so this shit yeah. and just talks, talks, talks. And Laurel goes, I'm sorry, do you have a question? That's my idea of Michelle. So yeah. it's just like, as far as with Tiffany, I'm going to refer back to something I saw her say on social media. Like how, she says, how the hell am I going to go home and tell my tell my son I lost all this money because I decided to stalemate for someone I've only known for two weeks. And and that's you know and that's a fair point. Who is she stalemating for? For Desi. Stalemating for Desi. Yeah, but Desi was also the throw was the one that threw her in in USA. Yeah. Let's not pretend like there was some giant friendship there. Yeah, they've known each other for you know since then, but. Desi and was be, right and a part to, of that. And to be fair and to correct you, she didn't say someone that I just met. She said, how am I going to go home to my son and tell him that the money I promised him I was going to bring home, I didn't bring home to, in order to save a stranger to him? Like, her son doesn't fucking know Desi. Desi doesn't mean shit to her son. And, mm-hmm. and as somebody with a child, I a thousand fucking percent yeah. agree. It's like Devin said, it's the fuck it button. It's the fuck mm-hmm. you button when you have a kid, you know? The, dick, mm-hmm. Don't give a shit. And right. that's what that's what Tiffany did. She smacked her fuck you button. And I can't really personally blame her for that. Nope. Now, was it the smartest thing? And do I think it's going to come back and kind of maybe bite her in the ass yep. at some point? Yup. But <laughs> it happened, you know. But I mean, look, here's my thing with Michelle. I, I like Michelle for like for the show. I like her as far as like I think she gives good confessionals. She's yeah. you know, she's got funny moments. She's not afraid to you know, kind of stir up the pot a little bit and argue back with people like Amanda when she gets confronted over dumb shit. But I, I'm not necessarily a huge fan at how she actually plays out her game. Uh, you know, the paranoia and just the kind of flip flopping around kind of thing. Not a big fan of that. 
But to me, it's again, it's a role in the game. Right. And it, it kind of spices things up and it's like, oh, shit, is she going to she going to fuck everything up or is she going to stick to what she says? And it kind of gives you something to I don't I don't know, just I cannot like somebody and, and still enjoy having them on the show as like someone to root against or you know what I mean? So yes. I, I don't mind her being on the show, but she's not my favorite. I, I, I love that take. Go ahead. I was just going to say, just to kind of like bookend my thought process on Michelle, I want to see her in two seasons from now. I want to, before I make an opinion, because I know how people have come into this game. Yeah. Like, yep. Even if you just look at Michaela, like I said, like she went into elimination, she went home, then she came back and now she's one of the people to contend with. You've got Josh, who everybody hated on for like however long. And then he took a season off. He figured out what he needed to do. He came back. And we've just been praising Josh for this entire episode so far when that wouldn't happen not too long ago. But also Michelle, before coming onto the challenge, had never been eliminated from reality television. She made it to the end of her season and then she made it to the final tribal council of season 40, which was all previous winners. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's an impressive reality TV career, you know, yeah. as far as with that. But yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That, that's great. That's all. That's all fine and dandy, uh, Tony. But the challenge is different. And I will say this. I will say this. Um, as it pertains to the eliminations, to me, it's just as much Chanel's fault as it is Tiffany's that Desi got nominated. OK, the second you're not willing to say Cassidy's name, that's it. You sent Desi in. So she's yeah. just as culpable as as Tiffany. So now. My problem with Michelle is she, and it's kind of not her fault because Josh chose John A over Tori to start and now John yeah. A is gone, but she is the de facto leader of the women on red. Okay. Mm. However, she messed up the memory on capsized. She uh, messed up the, the puzzle on the next challenge and she flip flopped so hard after, okay. The men were decided already. Okay, I'm sorry. The women were decided already. Right. You're not going to make Josh pay the price for twisting your arm and making you his bitch. Yeah. You're not going to do that to him. You're not going to make him have to go back to his group and say, hey, sorry, I got Amanda. one. But yeah, I yeah. got one, which is what you have to do in that scenario. You have to. Thank you. You so, have to. 100 percent. That, that's that's my issue. I just I, she's just fake to me, dude. She's just fake. And and. I do think, and I'll say this, I do think she's a badass and, and I do think she's one of the better uh, competitors physically, but mentally, and, and I shouldn't say mentally, socially, I can't, I can't stand her. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, no, that's why I want to see her in a couple seasons because socially now, granted, not leaps and bounds, but socially her game has improved from the time that she was on first season to now. It's baby steps. Some days are better than others but she is like progressively getting a handle on it. So I'd be interested to see her in two seasons. That's a great point, Tony, because every, you know, Zach tells me all the time that he was like, he felt he was his best version of a challenger after he took a couple seasons off, even though he won his first one in, in Ballard, the season uh, with the San Diego crew, he felt like he was in his prime after he had learned how to play the social game, yeah. got his body right for this game. So I like that point. It's just, um, yeah, I can't wait that long. I don't like her. So I wanted to point out just because this tickled my fancy when I was watching it, because it was right in the middle of this heated debate. 
you sometimes see what people's actual careers are. And you see this with Chanel because she's a corporate recruiter and they're not getting anywhere. She goes, you know what? Let's go ahead and just table this discussion because we're not getting anywhere. Let's go ahead and talk about the men and see if we can come to some type of accord. That's not verbatim what she said, but it's the gist of it. And it just had me fucking dead because it's something you hear all the fucking time in the corporate world. But um, it, yeah, it's all like watching Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson and wedding crashers. You exactly. Know? <laughs> like it almost made my quote of the night. Just Dude, honestly, I fucking love Chanel. Like I'm, I'm a big fan oh, of too. Chanel. Same, um, so same. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying her and I loved how she kind of tried. She, she, she tried to fight Josh, man. She tried to, you know, to take like she tried to take all that energy and she even told him she's like, you know, I what it, I think I wrote it down somewhere here, um, but she said something. She, OK, she goes, yeah, she goes, don't put that on me because I'm going to rack up that same energy and put it back on you. And that's exactly what she did, because he, you know, was trying to say how Amanda wasn't this power move or whatever, which I, I, I do agree. Would would you say that she chose Cat, uh, Cassidy over Desi? Because she wouldn't say her name because she wouldn't say she didn't want to say Cassidy's name. But she knows at this point, if she's if, if Tiffany's going to say Cassidy, if you don't say Cassidy's name, you're choosing Cassidy over Desi. Would you agree with that? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, who are you your loyalties to, to? You know, yeah. you're not if he's willing to pull that stalemate, you either are willing to pull that card or you're not. Yeah. And some yeah. and it doesn't matter just if you're willing to. It's. It has is to be the, the rest person, of the team. Yeah. Or the rest of your to? alliance, you know, and unfortunately they weren't. Um, Tiffany wasn't willing to. Yeah. But I loved watching Josh steamroll the whole fucking thing. It oh, was it glorious was, to watch. It was beautiful, man. Like it was. Yeah, it was lovely highlight. to watch. Well, close to the highlight. And I like yeah. that Dusty was like, look, this was fucking given to us. <laughs> we did not win this. Yeah. We don't know if we are ever going to get here again. So this yeah. is the only shot that we have to make it count. Yeah. Now, to counter that, though, I agree with Tiffany, where she said that Monty is the bigger threat because, yeah, Lewis is a big dude, but like he's from Amazing Race. Mm. His connections are dusty at the other end of the table. Yeah. And the rest of the green team, Monty's also a big dude. He's got all of Big Brother. Yeah. And they are yeah. actively aligned. You cannot tell me that Lewis is a bigger threat to your game than somebody who seems to be towards the top of the Big Brother crew. It, it was straight revenge. It wasn't even oh, Josh's. Do, Josh's yeah. targets this week had nothing to do with the actual game. It just so happened that one of the people that pissed him off that he wanted revenge on was one of the strongest women in the house, if not the yeah. strongest, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't think that him going after Desi or Lewis was anything strategic other than that he found out that they were the two that threw their vote on him last nom- last elimination, la- you know, yeah. episode three, that they were the two that throw the- threw their vote on him. And it, it was purely revenge. And he mm-hmm. used them as kind of like revenge scapegoats to take the attention off of the people he wanted to try to keep safe, i.e. Wes Amanda. Right. And does this happen in any other challenge or is it only going to happen in a nomination full of all rookies? And obviously Corey's being quiet, but maybe that's why it's his best episode ever (laughs) is because he dominated four people that have never done this before. And Corey was just whatever you guys do. I'm rocking with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When you got Josh riding for you, do you really have to do much? You know, know, so and here's the thing they end up getting like we said lewis and desi are yeah. gonna go in 
what really got me is right after this is when we get to the part where green meets and they're all agreeing and Desi tells them all, I want to go against Cassidy on blue. Mm-hmm. And then like immediately what cuts and she's like, cuts I- to her confessional and she, you know, she pretty much explains that what's actually happening is she has gone around and told everybody pretty much in the house, um, you know, other than the green or other than the, uh, the red team. Um, and then plus Wes and Amanda that she actually wants to go against Amanda. She thinks she has the best chances at beating Amanda, it, you know, in almost anything she could get put down there with her, um, which is ironic because as soon as the little yellow balls were put up on the thing for who Red nominated, Amanda gets this confessional where she's like, fuck you guys, I'm safe, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, you're not, dude. Like, that doesn't mean you're safe. Like, what? I know we've okay. only done this three times before, but <laughs> there's another portion to this. Yeah. So uh, but I, I actually found this interesting because like it's difficult to keep stuff away from somebody like Wes in, in a house like this. He's such a social player. He has so many friends, so many connections all over the house. And I was really curious whether or not Desi was going to get away with keeping this from Wes. Um, That's why Desi's so good. Yeah, dude, I was really impressed with with how she set this up so perfectly. Like she went from at the beginning of the episode, like completely doubting herself and not really knowing, you know, if she was headed in the right direction for this game to just like did a complete 180 and strategize down exactly how to get the the person in the elimination with her that, you know, she felt the most comfortable that she could be, even if it was somebody on her own team. You know, and so I I fucking loved this, to be honest. I do just want to point out to take some heat off of Michelle briefly. Tiffany came back into the room and tried to pin it all on Michelle. <laughs> and I was like, you were the first one who switched the vote. The, guy, the guy's part. The guy's yeah, part. The guy's part. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, yeah. We, you guys had already lost the stalemate thing <laughs> long before that. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so funny to watch. But also, I do have to give props to Lewis for one of the contenders for line of the night, which was just simply me again. Ouchie. (laughs) He did have some good confessionals. I I, I like Lewis. Um, But honestly, like my favorite, like little it it wasn't even like fully a confessional, um, I don't think. But uh, was when they started doing the secret votes and Michaela goes up (laughs) and she she throws Wes's name in and then she gives a confessional and she's like, I don't like the idea of him getting off scot-free every single vote, but I don't actually want him to go home. So I just throw a West vote out there because I feel like it. Big smile. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's hilarious. I love her. (laughs) Yeah, she's really funny. Yeah. Um, I I can't help but think that at the end of all this, we're going to look back and say, man, was Michaela always making sure that Wes is going to be out like it's going to she's going to end up getting him out like just she's you know, right one vote a week one vote a week one vote a week one. and as we saw in the set in, in you know episode five all it takes is one ball that's my favorite thing about this season yeah yeah I love Dude, it like not to jump way the hell ahead that was a seven percent chance that that elimination was going to end up the way that it did yeah yeah so Crazy. that one ball that one West ball Telling you, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, hey, I love that move from her. Um, she's playing for now, like you talked about. Yeah, yeah, playing for for this season. But yeah, and speaking of the votes, actually, so we we move into the elimination. Uh, 
you know, uh, TJ reads off the votes. Tyler ended up getting three. Sebastian got one. Wes got two. Monty got two. Bananas got one. And then Chris got six. And then (laughs) TJ reads off the women's votes. And this was possibly my favorite part of the entire episode. Uh, Michaela gets four votes. Cassidy gets two votes. And then TJ announces that Amanda got nine votes. And then he starts laughing his ass off. And I have never, ever, ever seen TJ laugh at like (laughs) at somebody's name being nominated for eliminated. But he, man, he got the giggles. He thought that that was just the funniest shit. It was so great. So I'm going to take Tony's route of trying to find one nice thing to say about Amanda, like how he finds one nice thing to say about Fessy every episode. Oh, shit, I didn't. I have it, though. I'll say it after. Okay. Amanda took being nominated by nine people to go in very well. She was like, fuck you guys and (laughs) laughed about it. So I I can appreciate that at least. Yeah, very true. Uh, But yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Chris and Amanda end up getting pulled out of the hopper. Um, We are playing Evil Eye, which is pretty much pull wrestle with a disc. Brown eye. Um, Yeah. Sorry. I didn't know what fucking eye it was. I just was guessing. I was like, what was the name? She's like, Snake eye, snake eye, brown, brown eye. eye. I don't know. I don't know. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, we got to watch it because I don't know the name. But anyway, you have to wrestle the disc completely away from your opponent and then get the disc outside of the ring. Um, one thing I do want to just kind of throw in here, just in case people haven't picked up on this yet, we were shown one round, but there were actually three rounds to both the men's and women's yep. um, eliminations. Oh, I was going to ask that. I was yeah, going to so ask that. There were actually three rounds. The issues were like with Lewis's. Um, so what, a, what I heard happen with Lewis's first round, Lewis and Chris's first round, because uh, obviously the, the men go first, is apparently because it was hanging. Uh, when TJ blew the horn, Lewis fucking shot like a bullet, grabbed that shit out of the air and darted out of the fucking ring before Chris could even like get to the middle of the ring. So it was just bloop, like that was just it. And that's why when you see them start, they're already on the ground and TJ's just handing them the thing instead of it hanging up in the air like it was. Um, and then I guess so second did that officially round, count as a win for Lewis. Yes. Yeah, so yes. It he was did get two out of three. He, he did get. Te- yeah, he did get um, credit for that winning that first round. But then rounds two and three, Chris won. Um, I believe the round that we saw was probably the it was, was the it second, the second one. OK, yeah. I was wondering because he wasn't like sweaty or dirty or anything yet. So I was no, thinking I was it might have been. Yeah, I was talking to Lewis about it and just asked because I said we we're going to recap it. And I asked if there was anything that he wanted, like everybody to know about it. Yeah. And that was pretty much what he said. Like it was three rounds. We saw the second round. Okay. He won the first round and it was a long battle to get to three. Yeah. Oh, I believe it. Oh, it, I it was, yeah. it's the same elimination that we saw Joss and Derek in. Right? right. Totally. And like, these guys are huge. Yeah. yeah. Here's my thing. The only real comment that kind of got me on this oh was dusty saying Chris has got like, you know, kind of like a, a homebody. He said Chris has a homebody. The motherfucker no, looks Chris like a, full, a homebody. He looks like a fullback. Yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. So anyway, Chris ends up winning, and then we move on to Desi and Amanda. And this is the one I I'm going to kind of defer to you guys because I have my own views on this, and I know a lot of people are quote unquote impressed with how um, you know quote unquote well <laughs> Amanda did in this. And the only thing I'm really going to say is that, like, she didn't do anything. She just laid on top of the disc like there was no she didn't throw Desi once. She didn't get her down on the ground once. She was never on top of Desi once. 
half of their round that we were shown was put in slow motion. You know, it, it just <laughs> I personally was not that impressed with it, but I'm I'm not going to lay into Amanda. I think I laid into her t- enough the other uh, last week. So I'm going to defer to you guys to talk about this round. <laughs> It's never a good sign when the elimination, the first 30 seconds to 45 seconds they show is all in slow motion because that means it took all of about five to 10 seconds for her to get yanked all the way to the side, thrown on the ground, and then try to roll over on it. Though she, Desi shook her like a dog, though. Like, <laughs> look, the one thing I'm going to say is Amanda has not had good luck in her eliminations the last couple times. No. Like, fucking Tori in a balls in, and then. Th- this against what, what, what would be good luck though like like just tell me what good luck would look like for a man she's not I like guess getting the one that a man well and devin did where it's literally no physical contact it's just solving like three, three puzzles. puzzles you know yeah. like okay fair or enough even the, even the bananas and poly one from last week like nice, standing nice. there with your, your arm in the air. <laughs> To, to your point, uh, to your point, uh, Amanda did nothing to win. She did whatever she could to not lose, and she just dragged it on as long as possible. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing else really, does yeah, it? She, she did yeah. like she went dead weight, which is a fine tactic when you can't overpower the other person. Your only option is to tire them out. So that's she did the best with what she had to work with. But like, I couldn't have said it better than what Pierre said. Like, she wasn't playing to win; she was playing not to lose. Look, it's not a good option when the person can fucking lift your weight up and slam it down repetitively. Yeah. Like that's how Ace got Yeah, that's how Ace got his rib broke against Letarian. Mm -hmm. Look, her best option in that was speed. Yeah. That was her only option. Was yeah. And or if not, was to try to separate Desi the best she could, a la what Kiki did in worlds where she started using her legs to push the other girl off. Which was like an amazing exactly show. but no it, it was a it was a foregone conclusion as soon as she got voted in that amanda was gone and look here's I, the thing the devil does not prosper here okay <laughs> she does not prosper here back to hell you go bye-bye it's not a crossroads we'll say it that being said though really quick i i i'm just curious like i this is it literally blows my mind how does desi do Two to three rounds of this, like, you know, throwing Amanda around and shaking her like a rag doll in, in, in full, like, you know, helmet and all the shit and then come out still literally looking fucking perfect. How? How does she how? do that? How? Pierre? How? 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 <laughs> <sighs> I'm not allowed to talk about an engaged woman anymore. Um, what, I, what, I, what I will say is she is I, I'm pretty sure she's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen on this show. I mean, for me, I mean, I, I I'm in love like firmly, 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 firmly. I'm she's, in love. It's so effortless. And you know what's crazy about it, too, is her voice is so soothing. Like. Can you read the Bible to me and record it? Like, just I'll, I'll that'll get me in my Bible, you know, like, right? just read it. <laughs> whatever you do, I'll listen to it. So no, Desi's, Desi's a, a fantastic person to watch, to look at. And she's, she's fabulous in every way. I mean, look, I love her. Here's the thing is like, I think a real trust or a real kind of test to a woman's natural beauty is survivor. Right. Mm, and yeah. I remember her like quite a few days into it. At a fucking, you know, one of their competitions and she looked fucking stunning. And it's like you have not showered in like 12 days and you're just living in the outdoors. Yeah. 
and it's still impressive. just absolutely glowing beautiful yeah so um, but, yeah there we go but anyway so you know obviously desi wins her round so chris and desi are coming out as the winners and we are saying goodbye to lewis and the devil i will i will miss lewis i won't say anything else beyond that then we hop over with tj uh not to the hopper we just tj goes to over the hopper to the hopper uh no tj just goes uh and we go to find out what chris and desi are gonna do Chris decides to stay with his blue team, which I actually was not surprised about. Smart move. But the one that did, I wasn't surprised, like shocked, but I was like, ooh, like it was just something I wasn't expecting. Desi defects to the blue team and takes Alyssa S's spot and kicks Alyssa S over to the green team. Um, but I was, I, I, I don't know, like I wasn't really expecting Desi to defect. So like, I was just curious, like, were you guys shocked by her going to the blue team or like, how'd you guys feel about this move? I so here's my thing. I don't think it was the best move because I think you go back to green. You have a really fucking solid team there now with Monty, Tyler, Wes, yourself and Michaela. That mm-hmm. is a fucking tough solid. Team. Yeah. You know what I mean? In anything. But if you're looking at from a strategic point that you have Michaela over there, you've got Tyler and Monty that want to work with you on the green team. Now you have the red team with Tiffany and mm. Chanel over there and now Spread you're on your the numbers. blue team you've got a, you've got members in every single spot so you can make okay. things happen that's how I looked at it but it's that's probably fair. a lot more simple like she just knows the blue team's got the most numbers and they're winning so I want to be on that team yeah <laughs> the one thing I'll say about it is if you consider that crossing west which I'm pretty sure she does then you got to go in this case, you got to go with the devil. You don't know rather than the devil you do. Yeah. And to stay on that team with Wes, you know that he will have no problem doing whatever he's got to do to you down the road. So, um, you know, uh, separating yourself, it can be to your detriment if you lose the next challenge. But if you feel like you have the best team, which she obviously did, it might be the best option for her. So I'm looking at it from the standpoint of, her switching to blue will be a true testament of whether the red and the blue team were teaming up to get out green or whether they were teaming up to take out Desi. Because if another team wins and then Desi's the name that keeps floating around, then she knows that she's the moving target. And it's not the fact that they were just trying to eliminate one team before they started going after each other. The thing that sucks is just by nature of the fact that she took Alyssa as a spot that then puts Michaela in a really bad situation because she's three big brothers of that and her, but she has no way to get off of that team unless she goes into elimination. Or if somebody for some reason wants to switch to green from red or blue. The only other thing I will say is like, obviously it sucked to see Lewis go. I, he was on my draft team. Mm-hmm. And I've been stoked for him to be on since they announced the cast. I'm also happy that Underwood was able to get a win because he has been shit on by the Survivor community f- since he won, really. Um, you got a little bit of a taste of it in, I think, next episode when he kind of said, like, there were articles written about how he was the worst Survivor winner ever. He took out my, like one of my all-time favorite players. And I still give him credit for the win because he did what he had to do with the format. And we've said time and time again, you can't blame the player for the format. And he's showing now just how much of a contender he is 
and how much of a force he is. And I'm as much as it sucked to see Lewis go, I'm happy that it was able to shine a light on what Underwood's capable of. Yeah. Agreed. Absolutely. I don't know. Overall, I think it was a really good episode. I, I enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. I thought it was a really good episode. Real quick, instead of doing quotes of the night and all of that, because this one's running a little bit long for us. I honestly don't even have a line of the night for yeah, this one. So. I, I, let's just go with MVPs. Mine's real quick. It's Desi. Yeah, I'm giving my MVP to Desi. And then the she episode? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, for the, just for the episode. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll give Josh credit because I don't know how many times I'll do that. So. There you go. I like that. All yeah. right. Fuck it. Male MVP, Josh. Female MVP, Desi. There we go. There we Admit. go. I would just like the record to show that I was going to do that anyway. perfect yeah and then also for our confessionalist giver award is obviously desi this episode yeah i don't have one desi with a shout out to west just because that that confessional after the daily was fucking hilarious um Mm -hmm. but yeah i agree (laughs) so so that concludes episode four but stay tuned because we're about to hit up episode five right after this All right, guys, thank you so much for sticking through that ad. We're back. We're getting ready to recap episode five, Operation Hat Trick. Not really a hat trick, but kind of a hat trick, more of like a hat raffle. This is like how we pick draft orders in our fantasy football league, but I'm with it, you know? And in case you didn't notice, yes, we're coming back with a double episode, like a fucking Tupac album, hey, just look, nonstop. As, as soon as CBS stops doing this to us, we'll stop doing it to you guys, okay? Like, right. I, think this, right. I think we got one more and we're done. We do. We got one more week so. of this and we're done. Yeah, yeah. so which Can't we're wait. all happy about. Yeah. So, a quick question on that. How many episodes are in this season? Alex Brizard and I were talking about it. And we couldn't figure it out. I've heard 11. I have no idea. To be I honest. Hope not. That means by the time we're out of double episodes, we're over halfway done. I know. Alex, I'm going to reach out to him shortly. He's our mid mid season guy. I'll, we I'll see what I can. I'll see what I can find out too. Yeah, I'll, I'll see. Um, but anyways, getting into this episode, uh, we come in right after the elimination mm. and we have a little bit of a confrontation between the big brother survivor <laughs> schism that we're starting to see uh, with Chris uh, basically confronting Monty and Tyler. Um, you know what? I'm going to on Chris's insult and going at it. I'm going to give him an A for effort, but it's going to be a C minus for execution. Like, yeah. just, like there was too much pause in there. He had to think about what he was saying. It's not off the cuff. Look, yeah. Amanda leaves and we're already downgrading our argument. I mean, he didn't have a lot to work with either because they said something. He questioned it and then both of them repeated it. Yeah. yeah. The, the only thing that I will give Chris in this moment is he is 100% right. This yeah. this is a very different game. And and yes, the people that you vote in can come back. And that's, <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. Like, yes, you're right. I, I, I don't yeah. know. This, this whole little <laughs> argument thing was just a little bit awkward for me. I was like, why? And look, here's my thing. When you go on a show like this, like you assuming that you did your research like you should, um, you know what what the game entails, right? And you know that you are going up against like 20 other people or more than 20 other people for a half a million dollars. So mm-hmm. like, I, I just, like the entitlement is what gets me all the time. Like pe- when people get upset that they get put into eliminate, what did you expect to just not ever go? Like, I, it's just, it's just weird to me. I don't like when people 
complain about being put into elimination. He wasn't Look, complaining that he was in elimination. He was complaining <laughs> they're being idiots about it when he came back. Look, I'm going to be honest. Two of my biggest pet peeves about any reality TV show, it's not specific to the challenge, it's any of them, is when people complain about being lied to when they're in a game to win money and yeah. deceit is obviously part of the fucking game. Yeah. Second thing is, I forgot because I was going on a rant about that. And I was so fucking focused <laughs> that I've lost foresight. Well, so. that's okay because I have a question to propose okay. to everybody here to the to the table. So the next scene that we get after the awkward little fight <laughs> argument between Chris, Monty, and Tyler is actually Wes calling out Monty and Tyler for not telling him about the Amanda vote and says that he was forced to unnecessarily put a target on himself and then also drops a comment in his confessional saying like, you never know, like I, maybe I would have voted Amanda. So here's my question. Should Desi have just been straight up with Wes? Do you think no. Wes would have gone with it and voted Amanda? Or do you think what, what Desi did was probably the best choice that she made? It was the best choice for her game. Right. Well, so, yeah. yeah, best choice for her game. Even if Wes then voted Amanda, he would still use the fact that she said she wanted to go against Amanda against her later. He Good would point. hold on to that and drop it whenever he needed to. Regardless, he could have been the 10th vote. He would have still claimed that he wasn't. And then he still would have said that Desi said that she wanted to cannibalize her own team. Mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. Look, it, here's my thing is, Wes is making, uh, making it a bigger deal than it needs to be because he could have very easily, be just because that was the best move for Desi's game, now, in turn, the best move for Wes's game is to go to Cassie and say, look, the only reason I vote for you is because Desi told everybody on green to trick me to vote for you. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I was going to vote for someone else. And that yeah. puts Desi in a crosshairs. So what, I, what I got from the situation, it's like whenever uh, I'm a wide receiver and then I'm yelling at the ref, bro, he was holding me. He was holding me. He was holding me the whole time. So the next time you get the call. Mm. So. A crying wolf. Guys, are you serious? You did this to me. You did this to me. What does that mean? Uh, subliminally, you owe me. You mm. owe me. Yeah, you that's owe true. Me. So for Wes, I, I talked about this on our show. And this Wes, the game that he's playing right now, which is sticking to the vets, is peculiar for me because I see an opportunity for him to kind of be the leader of a tribe. And he was doing that a little bit on green. Mm -hmm. However, he because he's not fully committed, even though he's he's talking and he's not fully committed and he's suggesting that we keep the vets kind of out of this rather than saying, hey, like, let's go after them and I'll be the leader. Mm -hmm. You're an outsider still, Wes. So, no, I'm, I'm I agree with her decision not to do uh, not to let him in on the plan. However, I, I we all know Wes is, you know, he's thinking five, six moves ahead. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. 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 It's all Monday morning quarterback. We're seeing an edit on it. You know what I <laughs> right. mean? At right. the end of the day. Right. Um, I did also take offense to Monty when Monty said, because mostly because I misunderstood what Monty was saying, but I took offense nonetheless. Um, when he said to Wes, he's like, are you really saying that we lost a valuable player for our team? And I was like, dude, the fuck are you talking about? Like Lewis is a really good player. And then I realized he was talking about Amanda. Amanda, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was talking <laughs> yeah. about Amanda. <laughs> it wasn't until like the first time I watched it, it wasn't until probably about five minutes after that scene was even on the screen and we had yeah. moved on to something else that I was like, oh, yeah. never mind. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they all voted for Chris. <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you what, I love that you're saying Lewis is a, is a great 
competitor. I would like to see more of Lewis because like Agreed. from the limited time, yeah. from the limited time, I don't know if I saw that, but I like that. That's your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched his amazing race season and he they came in third overall, but they were in the top three pretty much the entire time and won several of the legs as well. But also like he's a firefighter um, and he knows how to handle himself like and that's from watching all the random shit that they do on the amazing race. And when I was talking to him, I said, like, we need to know, are you willing to come back? And he said he would like as long as scheduling permitted, he would absolutely answer that call, which is great to hear, because like we didn't anybody who didn't see him on the amazing race didn't get to see a whole lot of Lewis on the show. So I'd be interested to see him back for another season. A hundred percent. No, I like hearing that because like on my show and, and I could be wrong. I said, look, Lewis, you're the greatest of us. You're a martyr. You're saving. You're risking your life for others. But here they're kind of treating you like a layup. So I really hope that that is the case. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's he just got caught in the rookie hair, yeah. the rookie crosshairs, which is you made a vote for the vets because that's what you guys are doing. And I respect it. But you got targeted because yeah. you are yeah. a threat. Like nobody really wants to see a firefighter in the final. Well, and not only that, but I mean, he's kind of on the outs of those other like side alliances, right? Yep. Like he's an right. amazing race, which has, is a two person show alliance. You know what I mean? So it's kind of easier to target somebody like Lewis or Dusty and so, not have those repercussions yeah, coming back with no from numbers. the, from the yeah. six survivors Least or the amount eight, of blood. Exactly. You yep. know, so. No, and that's how the vets play, at least it's, amount of blood. Yeah, that's it, how they it always sucked, do it. but it is what it is. And once you say a name, why say another one? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I think the next part, though, is once again, one of those moments where we get a little bit something obviously much bigger than just reality TV, mm-hmm. which is, you know, Cassie's conversation with Corey and Fessy about losing her sister to an overdose. And, you know, I drug addiction is such a prevalence i know here in america that almost every family's touched by it in one way or the other so um you know it's good to shine some light on it hopefully it touches people in the right way to seek help if they need it this this is my this is my spot to um say something nice about fessy for this episode Mm -hmm. i felt like his confessional was it was nice to see him like get choked up in emotion. And I know it sounds fucked up. Like I, you know, I I don't want to just sit there and watch people cry and be upset, but the fact that he got choked up and emotional about somebody else's situation, I think it just kind of showed a different side of Fessy that I've never really seen on the show before. And, and I really enjoyed that. So it was just nice to kind of see like a more real side uh, of him, you know, and not just this, girl crazy you know guy who thinks he's like the best thing that's ever happened to reality competition uh (laughs) but it was yes it was a very vulnerable touching moment and the fact that it wasn't even about himself it was about somebody else was just it was nice to see that yeah agreed yeah um my my nice moment for fessy from last episode was when he was laying on the workout bench with a cat oh that was was great yeah that's great yeah that can't be a jackass if you like cats I liked his um. What was it? His, what what's it called when they when they look at the camera? Oh, when they got Desi the and he end, looked at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I did the throat slit thing. It, it was like, Ugh. I was like, oh shit. I ranked those. Yeah, I think I think even Zach said it. Like those moments that aren't confessionals when it's actually live happening. When people are saying that shit ad libbing, that mm. means more to me than anything. So if you have enough awareness to know where that camera is, look at it because you guys got Desi and be like. 
You know, <laughs> right. it, yeah. it, like I respect that a lot. Yeah. Um, the daily. What'd you guys think of this daily? Uh, it was, it was nice for an endurance daily, but it was just, it wasn't fun to watch. You know no, what I mean? It and we get these no. every season where it's like, I'm sure that it was absolutely just horrendous to carry those boxes and run two miles or whatever it was, but it's not fun for the, for the fans to watch. It was just kind of dull. It was nice to see Michaela showcased. Yes. And that was nice. She yeah. like got there first, went back, helped Alyssa and then continued to help Alyssa and really support her team throughout. Fessy, same thing. Like, Fessy beasted it. I didn't know Fessy could do math. And I don't mean that as yeah. like, I thought he was a dummy. I mean, like, math to be is that good at hard. math. Yeah. No, like, I'm bad at math. But like, he did really well. Yeah. Fessy's biggest downfalls is his messy social play and his eating ability. Yeah. Outside yeah. of that, he's pretty solid he's, at everything. He's educated. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And that's, we've never seen him have to do math before. Right. One thing about this challenge that uh, I, I touched on a little bit in the in the previous segment, which is you have to have strong leaders to make the decisions. And yeah. Yeah. you talked about Michaela, right? And she has taken on this role with, in the absence of Desi on the green team, which is the woman leader or the female leader of the group. OK, if she doesn't defer to the person who's done this many, many, many times. Right. If she wants to cause a fuss and say, no, we should do this puzzle. They don't win that challenge. And, and I think that's the yeah. biggest. The only issue I have with this challenge is if you're going to make it where there's one mandatory puzzle they had to do. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're going to make it where you can kind of essentially execute Wes's plan perfectly, it should be a little bit longer. Now, yes. we don't know exactly. Did they did they say for sure it was two miles? I know they mentioned that. I just remember Michaela when Wes was like, no, just grab it. We're just going to run. And she was like, yeah. I can't carry this for two miles. And he was like, yes, you can like yeah. pick it the fuck up. We're going. Yeah. If you know it's two miles, then, you know, to kind of touch on what you're just saying, I do like the fact that it showed Michaela being headstrong and thinking her way, but also conceding and saying, OK, let's go. Yeah. You exactly. know what yeah. I mean? Exactly. And I think that shows a lot of heart and character as a squad, as a squad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. To be able to defer in that moment, it's a smart move and it, it paid off for him, you yes. know, in the yeah. end run. And, and to use his crate too, like to use specifically Monty's crate because he's the biggest he's the guy. Biggest. Therefore, it's the heaviest thing. Also, props to the show for actually putting everybody's crate being a certain proportion of their body weight. Right. That's some yeah. CBS action sinking into the challenge yeah. where mm -hmm. it's somewhat fair. Mm -hmm. And to a similar to a similar point, what made the other teams lose, which is, hey, if blue does what green does, do they win? If, right. if blue just trucks, yeah. do they win? If red, I mean, red doesn't have a chance, but but, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but blue, if blue just you know is headstrong, maybe they do. Maybe they yeah. do. They had the lead, and that was I literally I wrote it down like blue has the lead, and then they stop at puzzle two. And and the thing was, was I was really enjoying Blue's strategy because right out of the gate, they had like one person running ahead and then they had their team carrying all the boxes like in a line side by side so that they could share that weight instead of everybody carrying their own box by themselves. And I was like, that's actually a really good strategy yeah. and a good way to utilize the strength of your entire team, especially on a big team like Blue. And then they stop at the second puzzle. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Because they were they were. <laughs> Making they were up. ground. Yeah. 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 
It was such a good strategy. Green used it to win. They did. Yeah, Green did it. And I want to shout out to Corey because right off top, you see him. He takes his box, throws it up on one shoulder and then grabs Tiff's other half and helps her carry it because she was struggling. It was like, fuck, dude, that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And Desi just picked hers. Desi probably could have carried two. Let's be real. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, fuck. Yeah, she's a beast. But yeah, so anyway, blue stops at puzzle two, ends up losing the lead. Red stops at puzzle three because only one team can stop at a puzzle after the first one. And green just keeps trucking on. And yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about this other than, you know, like when red stops at the puzzle, they say that green's going to gas out. So they say they're going to stop at puzzle three and they just they take way too long to decode it. Again, Michelle has a flub, uh, you know, flubs up when she's trying to figure out the different codes and stuff. And and they end up just falling way too far behind. Um, Blue takes second. And, you know, obviously they can't catch green at this point. But green freaking Wes's strategy worked this time. Yeah, I mean, it didn't work out so well for him on Worlds with uh, Zara, (laughs) unfortunately. I I did like the fact that each person's box had a different type of puzzle in it. Yes, that was cool. And so there was no way of knowing, oh, this person's box can be this. We just saw them kind of working on this as we were running by. You know, I thought that was a a, a really good idea, too. Yeah, I did like that. The one that Blue stopped on that last puzzle that really kind of screwed them up, Mm -hmm. the one that Seabass was doing. Did you notice that everyone was yelling at Seabass to hurry up, but everybody was on the side of the puzzle that they couldn't yes. see the puzzle to help Seabass? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. It was so annoying. There, it was just like Seabass was there. There was, there was somebody standing there helping him. I just can't remember who it was, but it was Seabass and, and somebody else was standing up in front of the puzzle. But then like all the girls who were complaining were on the backside of the puzzle yeah, like, just come complaining. Yeah, like help. You know yeah. what I mean? It what was are you sort doing? of like the statue <laughs> challenge where they were like, you guys need like Dusty's not pulling his weight. And the three of them are standing in front of the cart while everybody else is pulling. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like you said, green wins, which I found surprising. Like, look, if you were going to ask me who's going to win this daily, it wasn't going to be green without Desi. And they just lost three fucking players in one night. Well, let's yeah. say two and a half because yeah. they got Alyssa S for desi so um we'll give a plus minus on that one but so impressive victory strategy works out like you said better than with zara yeah yeah it was you know i was shocked to see him win too but wes said it at the beginning of the daily he said you know normally having a small team is a disadvantage and then there's these rare occasions where it's actually an advantage Mm -hmm. yeah this is a perfect example of you're only as strong as your weakest link Yes. Now, now, every if it, literally, if the boxes are your weight, you are literally as strong as your weakest link. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, Wes looked at his team and he said, "Hey, our weakest link isn't that bad. I mean, we can do it now that we don't have Amanda. So let's just go for it." Yeah. 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 Exactly. I mean, they probably could have still won even if they had to carry Amanda's box because you know she's a smaller gal. Are so. they gonna? Are they gonna make? Are, is Car- Amanda gonna make them carry her like she carried her? Uh, she got carried in the water. Or, oh or fuck! What? Yeah, dude, come on, probably. like you're a vet, you should know what the fuck to do. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> For real, um, I can't swim. So anyway. from there we go back to the house. Uh, and it was kind of weird because I was like, oh, fuck, double elimination. Oh, that was last episode. This is just a single fuck. Yeah, <laughs> this this is the interesting part, though, that we actually were touching on a little bit earlier. So mm. we get back into the house for nominations and right out of the gate, we get a scene with Wes, Bananas and Dusty standing around talking about making an agreement with Tyler and Monty for a ceasefire on the vets and start going after survivor players on blue 
and try to play into this survivor versus big brother riff that's kind of starting, I presume, in the house because they're talking as if it's already kind of starting to build. But the only thing we really saw was the Chris versus like Monty Tyler thing. And so I think they're just trying to expand off of that. Um, but this is where Wes is coming up with this plan of, you know, trying to get a ceasefire and going after two survivors on blue. And he groups Dusty in and he's like, this is going to keep all of the challengers safe. And, and you, you know, you're part of that. And I was just like, just group Dusty right on in with them challengers. There. Well, <laughs> it threw me for a loop. <laughs> he used Big Brother's strategy against him, which is basically yeah. you've already voted for Chris. You know, you don't want to get more blood on your hands. You might as well just vote for him again. Any survivor, you know, he's plotting on you now. Mm hmm. So we got to get ahead of this. Otherwise, it's going to bite us in the ass as Team Green. Yeah. And then he brought in fucking bananas as the closer. You know what I mean? It it was it was classic challenge. Yeah. Well, absolutely. We mentioned it earlier, but Dusty could very easily find himself ahead of both Fessy and Corey in the vets because they both broke the cardinal rule. Rule number one of the challenge. Mm-hmm. Don't vote for bananas, according to bananas. <laughs> you got to be careful with those Mern votes. Yeah, so especially it, now. So we we head to the you know the the table where Green's going to sit down and and do their nominations. And uh, first thing right off the bat, Michaela asks if they can not put in two survivor names up because she feels like it's going to kind of you know broaden that target on her since she is a survivor player, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but Tyler Monty say pretty much they're not budging from Chris. Like that's not a negotiable thing. That's what it's going to be. End of story. Move on. And then he made fun of me in the kitchen. And then Wes goes (laughs) in. You little bitch. (laughs) Wes goes into this, this speech about how he, the green team in cahoots with Desi kind of blindsided him with the Amanda vote and put him in a situation where he had to create a target on himself that wasn't in originally intended because he had no intention of, of voting for Cassidy and said that he wants his team to back him up and help take some of the heat off of him by the whole team voting Cassidy. And Michaela immediately shoots this down, saying that she doesn't want to put the target on herself, et cetera. And Wes retorts back to her saying, that is the exact same speech I gave in that chair last time we were here. Did you catch um, Michaela's response to that? Yeah, she said we can just keep switching chairs. Yeah, um, <laughs> we can sit here every time. Just rotate this. It, it, it honestly, it reminded me a lot of like the 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 obviously not with the same intensity and loudness, but the, you know, kind of what Josh did in the previous nominations yep. where he was like, we have to vote for Desi and Lewis. They voted for me, blah, blah, blah. And Michelle's like, OK, but Amanda voted for me, you know, and this is where yeah. it's like it makes these nominations really interesting because which one's going to outweigh the other. Right. And obviously like looking at it logically, it's got to be like whoever's the stronger of the two is really what you should be doing. But I I was just curious, like how you guys felt about this encounter between Wes and Michaela, this, this consistent kind of banter that they keep going back and forth and they keep flipping the game on each other. And so I was just curious how you guys felt about that. I feel like they're a lot closer than they're letting on. (laughs) I feel like they're actually friends and they enjoy each other's company and they enjoy the way they play because the little thing that Michaela said about Wes when she went into the nomination where she's like, (laughs) I just want to keep him on his toes. You know, I want him to be too comfortable, but I want him Mm -hmm. to still be here. You know, I think that's very telling. Mm -hmm. And remember the, uh, the paranoid comment. um, Yeah. 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 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, their little team interview thing before yeah. the daily. That's right. That's yeah. not what I heard. That's not what I heard. <laughs> you are the most paranoid. And then she she busts out a laugh. You know. Yeah. Um, no, that was great. I uh, I I agree with what you're saying. One thing about this nomination uh, that I felt shows the difference between challengers and everybody else. So let's remember earlier when Tori had the option. Hey, you want uh, revenge on Amanda, don't you? Right. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't. I don't care. Like, no, I don't. Amanda's nothing to me. So you have Tyler and Monty getting so worked up about a little bit of uh, Chris failing, like trying to call you a bitch and not even being able to do it. Right. You're so worked up over this that you're forgetting Chris has done nothing here in this challenge. Like you need to worry, worry about the vets, dude. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, like you should use this opportunity to get rid of a bananas, to send in a Fessy, to send in a Corey. But you guys yep. are so caught up in this bullshit with Chris that you're you're just getting emotional about it. And, you know, Wes is sitting back like, shit, you guys are going to do the work for me. Like, I got to say nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, He's just absolutely. feeding that fire. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, that I, and not that they didn't already have this plan going in, because obviously they had already kind of talked about this beforehand. But Tyler's confessional where he says the more Michaela keeps talking about wanting to keep Survivor strong, the more I want to split them up. And I kept saying that before his converse, before his confessional is I was like, dude, shh, Michaela, shh, stop it. Like, you just, just you know, and, and, but he's got a good point. Like, the more you talk about how much you don't want Survivor being targeted, the more people are going to be like, hey, we should probably target these survivors. You know, right. not a single one has gone home. We should probably get on this, you know, and, and I can't really blame them, you know, and, and Tyler also points out that. You know, as a team, he says that, you know, they have to learn to put their trust in each other and just keep winning because everyone on green team is taking heat, not just not just Michaela, you know. And so it's just it's really interesting to watch this dynamic of people trying to figure out, like, whose safety is more important on the team. And that's kind of like what it feels like to me. Well, I I mean, just real quick, I think this is like an intro for challenge fans into the realization that whatever rivalry challenge fans think they have with survivor or big brother is nothing compared to the rivalry that survivor and big Big brother Brother have have with each each other. other. (laughs) Like as the two competing largest reality TV shows on the same network, usually at the same time, give or take are coming up right around each other. Right. It's a natural rivalry. That's going to be, having gasoline added to that fire mm, yeah that's so funny and zach zach every week he's just like he's all about the ogs and i know he doesn't get along great <laughs> with all of them but he'd still rather them win he'd yeah. still yeah. rather them win. oh yeah yeah i'm sure <laughs> what so, i really what i oh i'm sorry go ahead tony oh no worries i was just gonna say it's very easy for tyler to say all that sitting on a team where three of the five people on the team are big brother yeah. Yes. And the people that he later says he trusts the most in this game are Monty, Alyssa, and Alyssa. <laughs> Two of those people were sitting on at the table with him. Yeah, and he's absolutely working with the Big Brother crew. You know what I mean? But it's just oh, totally. like sometimes you have to be careful about what you're so vocal about. And I, I, well, I feel like like it was almost like Michaela was trying to fight so hard for Survivor that it almost kind of even pushed that idea a little bit harder. But what I really enjoyed about this, this nomination ceremony, the, the nomination ceremony mm-hmm. here was after they're done talking, Wes goes, OK, that was a fantastic conversation. Good brainstorming. A lot of good points. Ready to vote. 
And I was just like, oh, oh shit. Damn. Was and that then, verbatim for what they yeah. said? Literal verbatim. I rewound yeah. it to get Wes's verbatim comment in that moment because it, it was just so gloriously sad because you could tell he was he was saying that to the table, but he was saying it to Michaela because of what happened when he got, you know, outrank like outnumbered on the last nomination ceremony. And he was pretty much telling her, like, great thing. Yeah, that was cute, Michaela, but I'm going we're going this way, you know, kind of did what what Desi and Michaela and them had done to him. And so it was mm-hmm. just like, but the way Wes words stuff sometimes is just like oh Petty LaBelle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's brilliant with his words. Honestly, he he knows yeah. how to make people feel stupid. He knows how to make us laugh. Like, give me give yeah. me as much West as we can handle. Honestly, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I do love him. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys. Like, if we were just going by like Mount Rushmore people that make me want to watch the show and I enjoy watching, he would be near the Way very top. Yeah. yeah, it'd be for like sure. an argument for second for him. Yeah. So once again vets get their way yeah you know, they keep all they, the other vets out you know they get the survivor versus survivor two survivors chris and cassidy get Blue. put up yeah and cassidy is fucking pissed man you can't take this shit that serious it's a game uh, yeah honestly like I, I like cassidy like i'm liking her I, I wasn't a big fan of her on survivor for some reason but i am enjoying her more on the Agreed. challenge than i did on survivor She's pulling in Alyssa lopez for you yeah but she in reverse took this, maybe yeah, she took this. W- no, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, played, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, well had to. No. I had no. to. I had to. I had to. That was great. To. I'm glad you did. In yeah. fact, but but I do think that she's she's taking this a little bit too personally. Now I, I understand her being upset with the girls having the the having you know them in there and and not not being able to keep her name out. I understand being a little bit upset about that, but then. You know, we Girl, go into though. this. Yeah, we go into this, this, um, the club scene. We finally get a club scene it's for the first time, time this season. Five episodes in is so real um, or so crazy. But anyway, the girls end up holding this like bachelor style contest where all the men would come up and they'd present their three like best traits for why they'd be the most eligible bachelor in the house. And, and there's a few cute ones like, you know, Fessy goes up. He's like, I have an 800 credit score and a six figure bank account. And like That's all the girls cute. are like, oh, you know, whatever. Um, we don't see a lot of them. But the one that really sticks out is Wes is up there and he he's he tells the girls, he says, I'm not on your level. And then he pauses a really long pause and he goes, I don't deserve any of you. And, you know, of course, the girls like just erupt with love with this. They just absolutely adore it. And they're like, Wes wins, Wes wins. And Cassidy loses her mind as she is pissed (laughs) and they're all, dude, it was a game. So I just I'm curious, like how you guys feel about the way Cassidy is kind of taking this attack from from Wes. And it's not it wasn't even like a direct attack. Like, that's the thing is like as viewers, we know. Right. Because we watched Wes kind of be conned into voting for Cassidy. And now Cassidy is just full threat. Like he hates me and wants me out and fuck him and this, that, and like getting upset about a game in a bar. I was just like, it blew my mind. I'll I'll say this. And and I had this in my notes, but like at the beginning of this episode, she's like, oh yeah, it was Wes. It was Wes. It was Wes. No, sweetheart. It was Desi. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Wes has nothing to do with it. Like literally nothing to do with it. It was all Desi. So I'm surprised, actually. It's kind of a West move. I'm, I'm really surprised he didn't go up to her and say, hey, Cassidy, come here. Come here, sweetie. Yeah. 
you know what happened. I mean, Desi told us, told me and, and Amanda only that we're voting for you. And they all went and voted for Amanda. So it really had nothing to do with us. I was just going with the group, but he never did that. Or maybe we didn't see it. Right. And at this point, it's too little, too late. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe, she, maybe. You know what I mean? She is just, she is so upset with Wes. It, but I was shocked by that because I'm like, you just got done playing a really intense season of Survivor. Like, you know how these these kind of games where you have to do these votes and stuff work. And I just, I guess I didn't expect Cassidy to be the type to take something like this so personally, especially when it's from somebody that she's clearly not working with in the game and would never hesitate to say his fucking name herself, I'm sure. So it was just odd for her to just like take this so personally. I think the only thing that I can think of to like put it into perspective would be like, and I don't know if this is the case. This is like the only possible explanation that I have for like this reaction, um, especially when she's like, boys, you want to tell me, explain your vote was, <laughs> which was but hilarious, by the way. Yeah, it was, was good. Gold. <laughs> it was gold. Is that she's one of the rookies and the rookies had been going after the vets and they had a team that went in that were four rookies and a vet and they came out of it with two survivor names mm-hmm. and that doesn't compute if you think going into it that you've got the numbers how now, do they think they have the numbers though because the only there survivor were three, there is were three Mikaela. big brothers a vet and one survivor like you're yeah. fucked in that position but you if know you're what I thinking mean? if you're thinking of it as rookies versus right but i'm saying i'm not saying that that's the case that i'm saying that's the way that's the only way that I can rationalize sort of the explosion other than the fact that like she's pissed that she got voted in and could potentially go. I will say before that, just this is more so just to include yet another amazing Corey reaction is before <laughs> they go to the club when Chris is getting water from the watered thing and Tyler is like, Hey man, I'm sorry. It's just a game. And Chris is like, you're not sorry. If you were sorry, you wouldn't have put me in. And then Corey just like stares down the barrel of the camera yet yeah. again. <laughs> and it is like perfection. It's such a fucking dad line. Like I've used that yeah. one like weekly on you're our channel. Yeah, bro. If you were sorry, you wouldn't be doing that stuff. You're just sorry <laughs> yeah. you got caught. Exactly. Just you on know? your it shit. A, it was a throwback to yes and Troy. But, yeah. <laughs> but to go back to what you were saying, like, yeah, Cassie didn't know she had the numbers. And as no. far as we've seen, she hasn't been working with Tyler and Monty at all. Like yeah, it, she's really just team blue. So I think she went into a blind and they got pissed off. And at the end of the day at that club, what had, what ended up happening? Fuck. I can't talk. What ended up happening was she had too many drinks and mm, she yeah. got a little bit too truthful with her emotions and let them out. It's that's, how she, yeah, that's fair. I could I could see that. I mean, you know, we see that stuff happen all the time. Um, I think the more important thing about this whole scene, though, is the following one with the hat trick operation. Yeah. So uh, we get um, Tori Bananas and Josh are all sitting in the room um, and they create the hat trick operation. So pretty much they plan on including Corey and Fessy into this. And what they plan is that they will write down a few random names, five different random names from Survivor and Big Brother put them in a hat and then each one of the vets will draw one and that's who they're going to vote for. And nobody, none of the vets will know who anybody's voting for. 
And this will allow them to kind of hide behind their vets so that nobody really knows who they're aligned with. I'm sorry, hide behind their votes all the way down to eating the papers when after they pull them out of the hat. So which I found, I was like, OK, like we couldn't just like throw it away or something like, flush but that's it. all right. Flush it. Well, I don't know. Tori suggested flushing it down the toilet and then the guys started eating them. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so what do you guys think of this? This hat trick operation um, and, and their plan with this? Dude, I'm a sucker for an ensemble heist movie. You've got your ragtag group of misfits that have come together to plan a heist. And <laughs> as dumb as it is, like I'm fully in support of it. There you it's go. It's stupid, but it's, it works. Like I don't, here's the, okay. I don't foresee operation Hattrick making it two rounds, but for one round, sure. Because bananas lied to himself when he said that he would write down the name of the person that he got. So he didn't even make, he was the, he was the one who did it and he didn't make it past voting yeah. before he <laughs> screwed it up. He's the inside man. He's the one you don't trust. He's the one that double crosses you. Literally. But also if you're working with bananas on a team, of course he is. Right. He switched places with Corey and then he voted for Fessy. So that's his retribution for those two votes. There you go. That's fair. Okay. I didn't even think about it that yeah, way. That is good. I didn't yeah. until right now, but I'm going with it. That's <laughs> I, like I wrote it. that in my notes a week ago. I just had it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so I like this. I, I like this move a lot because yeah. they have no other move. Their numbers are yeah. there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what else can you do than try to play against a natural uh, natural rivalry that's already there while dispersing your votes in the most buckshot pattern to <laughs> freak people the fuck out because at the end of the day it doesn't matter from what we see how many votes you have if your name's on a ball in there you have you're the, up yeah exactly right. you could potentially go in you know I, I it's obvious like they're they're in the background this this particular elimination but the vets are still being seen as a group i would have loved to see this opportunity for maybe a gang up on Johnny. And then if let's just say hypothetically he went in, let's say he goes in and leaves. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then the vets are no longer really a group. There's just like a couple people here and there. And mm. then it's really survivor versus big brother, but having him as just being associated to Johnny, obviously if you're fessy, you're watching this episode this last week <laughs> and yeah. saying, how many times am I going to get got by the same stupid shit? The same guy. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you said, uh, Tony, he felt like he owed him one. Either yeah. way, the guy can't be trusted. So no. I go for that guy first. If it's even <laughs> vet, no vet, like get the fuck out of my face. Like I want you out of here. You know, you got I mean? seven yeah. wins. I can't trust you. Get the fuck out. Yeah, no, literally, I literally. Why, why are we saving him for even one week? You know what I mean? Why get him out? Yeah, because if he keeps getting thrown in, how's he going to make a final? We already <laughs> talked about this. <laughs> so uh, oh, here's my one thing on this. And then we can go on about whatever. But if this does work one more week, the fucking rookies are in trouble because all of a yeah. sudden their advantage is starting to dwindle to a point that it doesn't matter on the teams. Yeah, very true. Very so true. this is a slippery slope for them to be on. And if they get too caught up on this Chris Monty Tyler, you know, survivor big brother shit, it's over. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. So short sighted. Like, that's just the one word. It's short. Excited. You're mm -hmm. you're you're tripping over 
dollars to pick up pennies. It's a it's ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah. I, couldn't have said and, it better. I mean, like when they're when they're confused later, like when the votes are coming out and everyone's like, I'm perplexed. Where did those votes come from? <laughs> I think all it takes is like go back to the house after the immediate moment and think to yourself, who are the only people whose names were not on that board? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the vets minus Bessie. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's not a camouflage move. It's not. No. It's not cam in fucking Final Reckoning, no. but I, or Vendettas or whatever fucking season it was. But I appreciate Final it. Reckoning. It's that pink camouflage that doesn't hide you from anything. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like the camouflage that you wear under the orange vest when yes. you go hunting. <laughs> yeah. so you don't get shot. Exactly. <laughs> so you don't get shot, but you can also be a tree. go ahead so anyway um after you know obviously after the secret votes um it go into the hopper uh, get to the hopper. Get to the hopper. That shit never gets old. I'm no, sorry. it'll never get old. <laughs> no, it um, we head down to the arena, and you know TJ shares off the votes. Tiffany got four. Bessie got one. Desi got one. Alyssa Lopez got one. Sebastian got one. Chanel got two, and Dusty got four. Like it was just all over <laughs> the fucking map. Yep. What I'm curious to know, and obviously we don't know, this is just something like I'm just proposing out into the world. I don't expect anyone to actually have the answers, but I'm curious how the vets, when they did their little hat name in the hat thing, like how'd they pick the five that they were going to put in the hat? Like, was it just literally like at random? But it couldn't have been at random because somebody sat there, bananas did, and wrote down yeah. five names. So how how were these five names chosen? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm curious about that, but they there might have been, hat. they might have had, you know, all the names in there and it's just the five people you pick Maybe. out of that. No, I don't know. No, because Bananish held up his book and said, and we wrote like, five names person, down. This person, yeah. this person, this person, this person. I now, don't know how, yeah. Like I said, it could have been a separate hat. This could be two layers of Operation Hat Trick <laughs> where the first one, they pull five names out of the big hat and then this time <laughs> they take five names and each get one. That yeah. I I highly doubt it, but it could be. I think be. they only own one hat. So. Yeah. Look, when I saw the title, I thought we were playing soccer. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway, it so. It's both, but fair enough. Yes. <laughs> look at me. I got half of a sports thing right. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Look at you. Did you watch Remember the Titans earlier today? No, Mighty Ducks. Okay, that's good. Go. That's Fair. good. Yeah, fantastic franchise. Fantastic franchise. Absolutely. She got mad at me because I tried to go on. You know, every once in a while you get on that binge where you have to watch a trio of movies. Of course. And I got into about halfway of the second one. She's like, "No, fuck this. You already watched the first one earlier. The rest are shit." I'm like, "No, they're not." Yes. Oh, don't Wait, say are you that. Talking Mighty don't Ducks? say that. Yes. Yeah. The first D2 two are the only is good ones. The best one of the franchise because that is the initiation of the Bash Brothers. After that, it starts <laughs> to fall off, though. I like the first two. There's but only after one that, more after that. I, they, boo. Boo. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna anyway. I'm gonna disagree. I think they're all I think they're all spectacular and and a, and, a, and a fantastic use of a Saturday, in my opinion. So I think I'm gonna do that tomorrow. Yeah, I think I'm doing there that you tomorrow. Go. Yeah. Pierre and I are doing our own podcast. It's just Almighty Ducks. Averman. It's called Ducks Fly Together. So uh, anyway, so TJ gets over to the Hoppa and he pulls the name. And really quick, before we move into this, I've been meaning to say this on our last few recaps. And and, and again, I'm not like just to make it clear to all the listeners out there. I'm not saying that they're cheating and all this stuff, but I wish that TJ would flash the ball to the camera 
before putting it in his pocket. It would just make me yes. feel a little bit more comfortable knowing he's got a different just, one in his pocket. I don't know. Like, I don't know. But you just you never see any writing on the ball. <laughs> you never see anything like you don't see anything. I agree with you. And I think that this one specifically, it felt like they wanted it to be a woman's challenge. I don't know why. But when he went it straight into his jacket, it did seem extra shady this time. I do agree with yeah. you. Yeah. And like I said, I'm not, you know, I know like everybody like looks for every reason to say like, oh, production's fixing the game. And I'm not necessarily saying that. I'm just saying that it would definitely help those rumors and those suspicions if they would do little things like this. Like as he's pulling it, we see him drop the thing into his hand. He could literally just lift his hand up, show it to the camera and then close it and put it in his pocket so that he can do his whole dramatic announcement thing. He's still trying to stay, shake the spy theme. Leave him alone. I know, right? <laughs> but that's- Maybe it's David Copperfield. Like, look at the block. Now look over there. Oh, it's a different one. It's a different one. <laughs> <laughs> no. Something I found really interesting is obviously Alyssa Lopez gets pulled. Yeah. She had a 7% chance of going in. Yeah, she yeah. did. Like, that's Crazy. fucking wild. But it's just. Thanks, it's Tori. <laughs> if it wasn't Tori, it was someone else. Yeah, it was going to be one of them, yeah. you know? And, and either and way, Tori's their mom was lo- going to be a hoe. And yeah, know? I was going to say, Tor- first of all, Alyssa's post today with her fucking goodbye caption shit. was absolutely fucking hilarious. And if people are pissed about it, like, I, that's just ridiculous. Because literally all she I didn't said. see it yet. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. She posted a picture of herself and for the caption, she said, um, if you, uh, he, she said, whoever put my name in the hopper, your mom is a hoe. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. It's fucking funny. And, but however, that being said, there are some of the nastiest comments about Tori in, in, on that post. And it's just like, guys, like, come on. Like, it wasn't it's like she was show. like shooting for Alyssa. Like it was just part of the way that the, okay. the cards fell, you know? So it was just like, I don't know. Like, I think Tori's taking a little too much heat for this vote, but I did find Alyssa's post, like her caption, fucking kind of funny. (laughs) I'm going to put this all into perspective for everybody who's giving Tori shit for it. I'm looking at this post right now. Says, whoever threw my name in the hopper, your mom's a hoe. There are 298 comments on it. But then you know how you get like that one preview comment mm-hmm. is TJ going. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I see, too. And he gave her yeah. he gave her a nice little send off, too. That was totally. like, yeah. like, OK, first of all, now I got to go on my Alyssa rant here. OK, go get, it. get it. I can't. I can't. It's really hard for me to criticize someone I'm this attracted to. But <laughs> she's, she's a lovely woman, by yeah, the way. She is, she is stunning. OK, yeah. but you are. You're you're the new Amanda. Okay, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. I cannot stand her false bravado. You can't <laughs> you don't deserve to be here. You can't swim, you can't pull anything, you have no weight. Now, she did perform somewhat admirably coming back in this elimination, but your purpose is to talk shit and leave. So that's what you did. You talked your shit and now you're leaving. I do hope to see you again because you are really, really hot. But I, do, <laughs> I don't expect you to ever win a challenge ever. And that's that's my Alyssa rant for now. This would have been the challenge for her to win mm. the elimination. At least this yeah. would have been the one she was doing. She was doing good. It took her a little bit of time to get going, um, you know, and obviously Cassidy was, 
got all of her flags and stuff collected a little bit quicker. But she caught up. Um, But yeah, Alyssa actually caught up quick. I will say that like on a personal level and obviously like we've interviewed Alyssa. And so I've gotten to talk to her on a little bit more of like a real level aside from like the show. But like on a personal level, Alyssa is fucking awesome. I absolutely adore her. And I was living for her confessionals this 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 season, especially every time she was like talking about like the vets or bananas. And she's like, cry me a fucking river. Like, I don't care. And I was like, (laughs) yes, I love this shit. I love those types of confessionals. But I do agree. I don't necessarily like see her as being this like dominating physical force in the challenge. But I do think that like if she puzzles, endurance type stuff, she could do really well. I but like you said, I, I, I don't see her being like the next like Tori or Cam or something. Do you want her on your fantasy team? Do you want her on your fantasy team? Do you want her? Yeah. Okay. You want like next season you would take her if she's on the channel? 100% I would. There you go. There you go. I would say no. Here's here's the one argument that I've heard for her and why she was named in this five Mm. was the fact that Bananas has even said that like her leadership qualities as far as Mm. organizing and people going is like so her social game is strong. Oh, facts. But that only works for certain games really well. Like the challenge you eventually have to put up or shut up physically right. to win something. It's just how you have to get through it. She deserves to be on the show. Her commentary is awesome. I agree. Yeah. And she is she's a character I love to see. Just like I know she's there to win and she could I guess skate like I like this would have been good for her because it's teams. Because it's teams like right. she could have she could have cruised. She's a she's a non she's an NPC in my opinion. I think yeah, I think like I I think Alyssa is really good for the show. Like you said, she brings com- commentary. She brings good entertainment, and I think that she has enough competition ability to kind of like at least give us something with that. But again, like you said, like I don't necessarily think of her as being like yeah, she's gonna come back next season and win. You know, like. When Angela left on USA one, I was like, dude, if she ever comes back, like she's got a good fucking chance of winning. But, you know, I think Alyssa is fun to watch. And I think that she performs to the best of her ability. But I don't like you said, I don't really ever foresee. And I don't want to say ever, but at least not now. I don't foresee her like walking into a season and winning. Yeah, I do want to make one thing clear. I am I am talking about the TV character, Alyssa. I'm sure oh, yes. uh I'm sure in real life uh oh, she's, she's very fabulous. pleasant. She's yeah. very pleasant. But yeah. the TV character character Alyssa, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. She she's actually one that I could see coming back like having put in the work because of her personality and kind of like obviously the shit that she talks which is I'm absolutely here for. And that's the different that's the difference between her and Amanda, for example. So yeah. for Amanda, I like I struggle. I just have no interest in fabricated drama. I just I'm not here for it. That's not why I watch the show. It's some people visceral. do. They like Amanda. A hundred percent. There's a reason for her to be there. I don't need to be a hundred percent of the viewership. But Alyssa's shit talk and Alyssa's drama is I would say 98% game based yeah. where it's like the Crimea fucking river. It's I'm going to gun for the vets. It's I'm here to win. I'm here to play. I'm here to take people out. Right. And it's not, I took your man. <laughs> like, I don't care about like, that. Like I, I see her as the type of person who would review her game tape and say, these are the places that I need to work on. And I, I will, I will say in advance, I would 100% put her back on my draft team <laughs> if she's back on another season. 
That's fair. Well, you said fabricated drama, but what about fabricated dominance? Like, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I I get it. You're, you're supposed to be a character on the challenge, but like, bro, who are you to talk like this? I'm sorry. So Devin Simone (laughs) Simone said it on the official challenge podcast. Um, They were talking about, and she goes, say that shit with your chest. Basically. Like if you're willing to say it in the fucking confessional, be willing to say it in person. And I think that certain people, especially challengers, feel that way, that there is a very distinct difference between someone who's just there to say funny stuff or start shit or talk, whatever, and the ones that are actually there to win it. And I don't want to say Alyssa's not there, but I think there's that that perceived feeling towards certain people that are on the challenge, like in Amanda, too. Well, and the only thing that I'll I'll add to this, my only debate to to this point about, you know, kind of the overconfidence, the over bravado, having not really done anything is is the same argument I've always given for everybody that's in this situation is, you know, when you go into something like the challenge or you go into like playing sports, you're going into a game. You have to have that confidence. You can't sit there and tell yourself, like, yeah. oh, I'm not good enough, blah, blah, blah. No, Absolutely. you have to believe you are the baddest motherfucker to ever stand in that sand. Or you are automatically out. Like you're, you're right. already, you know what I mean? Like, so for me, like when people have that overconfidence, that over bravado, especially when it's just in confessionals, it doesn't bother me so much. It's it's people who go and talk shit to other people about it. And I'm like, shut like fast, shut the fuck up, bro. You haven't done shit. Shut up. But if you have that, have to have that confidence and and that pep talk to yourself, like, yeah, I'm I'm ready, I'm the baddest, I'm gonna I'm going to mess her up. Like whatever you have to do to get yourself hype and ready for what you're going to about to do. You know, I, I don't really hold that against people, but I do understand when people don't like, like when people haven't done anything on the show and they act like they're the best thing that's ever happened. Like I totally understand it, but I know like for me, I'd have to do that for myself just to get myself through some of these (laughs) eliminations. I have to be like, girl, yeah, you're the baddest thing that's ever happened in this show. Okay, let's go. (laughs) It reminds me of this story and this is kind of like a long way to put it, but uh, that Reggie Miller talked about Spike Lee playing in Madison Square Garden and he referenced him as like, you're playing a game in school or something like that. And there's that one kid on the sidelines that's not playing, but is just talking all the shit nonstop. <laughs> and yep. some of the people on the challenge fall into that category. And I'm yeah. not mad about it. Cause sometimes that shit's amusing as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Zach Zach one time told me uh, whenever I think, I think it was on camera. Uh, we talked, we've talked about Pauline. We've talked about Josh. And like, I get it, Alyssa, like you want to get called back. Like I get it. You yeah. know, I want to, I want, I, I would want someone to be a threat. Like we talk about somebody, we mentioned Jenny earlier. Mm, like, yes. Like when we, when Jenna, Jenny comes into a challenge, this girl has a chance to take this thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel that way. Um, and the more of those type of people, the better, the more enticed I'm in. This stuff is great. It's cute. Crimea river, whatever. Like, okay. It's funny. You, you know, we get it. We get it. We know who you are. I just don't see a real competitor, which is why I watch competitions. But Everyone has their place. I, I, you know, honestly, I like that because like and I have this I have this kind of debate with our listeners and our followers on Instagram all the time, because, you know, for me, it, it, I feel like there's kind of two sides to the challenge fandom. Right. There's there's like the really, really old, old OG fans who are still kind of stuck to that. It's reality TV. It's drama based. I want to see drama and fighting and drinking and arguing and all this bullshit. And then there's people who are like more open to what the show has become now, where it's way more competition based, way more physical based. 
And honestly, that's the part of the show that even though like I'm a really OG fan, I love the competition part way more than I like the drama part. And I'd rather have somebody like Jenny, who is like, quote unquote, boring, but a really great competitor over somebody like Amanda, who isn't a great competitor and just fucking talk shit the whole time. Like I'd. I'd rather have Jenny personally. One thing I'll say is like, it's not boring to me, like having someone that I like, like a Tori yeah. or, or whatever, having to go against a Jenna, a Jenny, like that's, that's scary as shit to me. Like I like that. That stuff, was intense. Know? Yeah. Well, and here's my thing too, is just a little bit of a side argument that I think is a little funny. It's like, you know, the idea of you have the Olympics and you put one just normal person in there swimming against oh, yeah. Olympic people. So you get the actual idea of the pace. <laughs> yeah. Like, so that's Amanda and shit like that. You know what I mean? But I like that. Actually, I come in at a really weird spot as far as like where I fit in what I'm looking for in that I don't necessarily care about the drinking, the drama, the whatever, to the point where when they did the um, the bar night, when they all started to go out. My wife looked at me and she goes, I hope Rick's fucking happy. He gets his bar night and I, we waste minutes from the show. It's <laughs> like, yep. Yeah, it's a sure waste of them. time these days. They don't even show anything anymore. It used to well, be no. where the strategy happened. Yeah, well, and, that's, and that's my point is like, I'm not here for the drama, the drinking, the fighting, the whatever. I want the, the survivor social like maneuvering and everything like that in the house that's what i want to see in the house is like the moving pieces the how things work and then i want to see like the badass dailies and the badass eliminations and the finals so i i still want the house stuff but i'm not here for the drama house stuff i'm here for the strategizing yeah i get that i have to take the drama with the strategizing but at the same time i want more strategizing yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm sorry. Are you adding something in? No, I just in the elimination, I thought it was really interesting that Michaela was rooting for Cassidy over Alyssa, who's in the garden. Yeah, I was like, garden I guess Alliance. the secret garden's done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany and Michelle blew that up last right, right, right. right. That's true. Fuck. But I did want to say so obviously um, Cassidy wins. she gets out of her little cage thing, smacks a blue button and then immediately just like smacks a blue button and just keeps running straight up into her team and uh, they all embrace her and everything. And I just thought that was like a really cool moment because like we haven't seen anything like that. And to me, that just kind of shows the, you know, how close like the blue team has become. So anyway, obviously, you know, Cassidy obviously decides to stay on blue team, says that she created that team for a reason. She goes off energy. She's sticking with her blue team. And yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it for the episode. We get a little bit of a preview for next time on, which we've kind of talked a little bit about. Um, the only thing that we haven't mentioned is that it's my fucking trivia, my fucking trivia day. I am mm-hmm. so excited. But yeah, I mean, it I don't know. I, I liked episode five. Um, I thought it was a pretty good episode. I definitely was not expecting Alyssa to end up down there with Cassidy, but so it was it was a good showing for Cassidy. My complaint with the elimination was that there was a pole right next to the light that you had to put all your flags on, because based on the size and shape of the thing that they were in, both of them struggled because it was hard to get up close enough to the light to put your flags on it because both of them ran into the pole that was right next to it. And it just seemed like weird placement. Like I understand you had to get the four flags or whatever, 
Mm-hmm. But then you would think that they would have the light that you have to put your flags on to find your number in a place that would like not be hard to get into. Have it easy and to make sense? No, this it's is the just, challenge. Yeah, <laughs> I know, that's where I'm getting confused is like it, they could have just put a pole in front of the light and then been like, figure it out. Yeah, like they could have just did what they did in fucking War of the Worlds too with Theo and fucking bananas, like where you just ha- so good. Yeah, it, yeah, that was it. Was the same fucking concept. It was a much better elimination. I liked the one with Theo and bananas. Way like more. yeah, the equivalent of the challenge with their dailies and finals is like a a German car. It's just over engineered. It, it has more than it needs. <laughs> yeah, you know agreed. what I mean, but. Teach their own. Um, <laughs> you know, I I thought it was a good episode, though, overall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, am I sad Alyssa went home? Yes. Am I stoked that Cassidy won an elimination? Also, yes. Props to the vets. They absolutely bamboozled the Big Brother players. And I can't fault the vets for that, but I can absolutely fault the Big Brother players for that. And all they ended up doing was sending one of the people that supposedly they trusted the most out the door. And there's still just as many vets there and there's still just as many survivor players there. I mean, and that's why it's if it goes one more week, they're going to be in a tough spot. Yeah, it's going to be so, yep, it's going to be interesting. So I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Pierre, before we get going, let's wrap up this episode by going into <laughs> your female goat list or Mount right. Rushmore list. All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll keep it. I'll keep it quick. Number one is Cara. She is the challenge to me. I think that. The um, I believe the Vendetta's victory is one of the greatest, if not the greatest victory in challenge history, not because she beat Zach, but because it was one female winner uh, and it was just a crazy challenge. I thought I thought that was like for me, obviously, you know, you guys have seen them all like that's like prime, prime, prime challenge to me. So she won that one. She's number one for me. Since I have four, I have to put Ashley in there, even though I really don't want to. And I kind of discount a mercenary win. I'm sorry, I just do. That's just how I feel. Um, I don't blame her for taking the money, but not right. what I would have done. I, uh, being from Michigan, I, I want to take Laurel. I just haven't seen enough of her seasons to really like appreciate her the way that Zach does um, and Jenna, of course. But uh, I know um, Evelyn's a goat, you know, and I have to put her in there. Like I said, that one's more research-based and just being young and remember watching her kill it. And then I'm going to put Tori in there. I think she'll end up there. I don't know if she's officially there now, but like I have full confidence in five years, we're gonna, there's going to be no doubt that she's locked in there. Yeah. I don't disagree I like with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mine's a little bit different. Um, I go Laurel, Emily S., Cara, and then... Sarah Rice, Evelyn, you know, know. Ashley Mitchell. There's it's the same thing, that fourth one, but it's it's very much like uh, Emily S. You know, she's very similar to Jenny West before she ever came along. She was just physically Mm -hmm. dominant. I'm curious, though, because you brought up the Cara conversation as far as winning in Vendettas. Do you value Jenny West's win in Total Madness as high? Because she beat Bananas, even though it was an individual winner. She actually beat the whole field. She was the first place winner. Yeah, I do. Been, yeah. I do. I do. I just, she's just not in this conversation because she's been absent and just is not, you know, she's just only not got like, one. You yeah. know yeah. what I mean? And yeah, it's, it's absolutely. Like, she's one of those, she's one of those, uh, those Bo Jacksons that, you know, you just, <laughs> what could have been, you know, and, and who, who she is. I mean, look, if you, if you go for best individual seasons of all time, I think she's there. You know what I mean? Like one of the best individual seasons of all time. 
Is she the go? Is she in that conversation? She could have been, and she would have been. Um, just not enough, not enough cracks at it. No, yeah, I, I really I actually appreciate that tech or that take, and I agree with it too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Dude, Pierre, man, dude, it's been a it's fucking been so blast. Awesome, I know man. I kept you Absolutely. so long, guys, but we just had too much no, fun. Dude. This is normal for us. No, this is normal. Yeah, this yeah. is not normal for us. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is normal for like one episode, and we cracked out two. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah sometimes, really? well, thanks, sometimes yeah, sometimes. I mean, if you really go through and look at our, like, except for the last like three or four episodes, most of them are two and a half, three, three and a half hours, dude. So we have interviews is, that are four and a half hours. Yeah. Like, they, wow. they're, we we sometimes like yeah <laughs> it happens bro yeah it it is what it is i am so 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 honored and now that we've you know been through a full uh two episode review <laughs> i um i just really look forward to continuing to to learn about the history and get your guys' opinion cuz one thing that's going to be fun is as i in the off seasons we're going to go back and and watch and I'm gonna I'm gonna say like, hey, I have to I have to talk to my freaking counsel on <laughs> what they, what they thought about this move and that move. And I just um, I look forward to continuing to to talk channels with you guys. Heck yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I I think we could all agree like if you're gonna if we're gonna give you a recommendation uh, from a starting off point that'll give you perspective as far as goat and everything else would be probably start rivals one or maybe cutthroat. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty. 20, 21. Yeah. yeah, maybe even 19. Yeah, I do remember Emily. I, you're right. I didn't even give her, I should have gave her a mention for sure. She was definitely a beast. And I know like that's, I need to start like before or like right at that, you know? Mm, yeah. yeah. I mean, like really anything 15 and below has no real impact on today unless you're talking about lore and achievements. Yeah. CT mm-hmm. Bananas West, you know, yeah. Derek K, the really early stuff. But, yeah, no, you know, you have any questions or whatever, we're always around. And then during yeah. off season, we tend to do, we call them discussion episodes where we'll pick like a fan topic, like, you know, what was the best rookie season ever? Or, you know, what, who, what was the best win ever? Or, you know, whatever. And then we just sit around and debate it. So assuming that we get some kind of, of off season, you know, we'd love to have you back on for a discussion episode at some point too, because those, yeah. those ones are a lot of fun. That's great. Yep. Yeah, no, for sure. We'll we'll let you guys know exactly like what we're covering and when. I, I I'm yeah. really, really excited for the off season. Um, just to like give these seasons the attention they deserve. Um, because I know there's a lot of history in these seasons. So oh, I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> oh Definitely. yeah, dude. And it, it it's worth it because you get that that grasp of especially with being a Cara fan. You're oh, going to yeah. see her peak evolution. Yeah. And it's yeah. a fun watch. Um, but Pierre, with that being said, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. I know, like, I know you keep saying sorry for keeping you guys so long. No, thank you for staying on with us so long. We know it's like 3 a.m. where you're at. <laughs> oh, it's okay, dude. McDonald's breakfast opens in 20 minutes. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Fuck oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Dude, Damn, Tony's, a well-done biscuit at McDonald's is the most underrated thing in your life. I promise so you. Yo, low-key, if you can do it, tell them you want a biscuit with the chicken on it. That's where it's mm. at. Yeah. You're putting me that's on standard game. practice here. You're putting yeah, me on game. game. <laughs> that's a, that's a, yeah, yum, that's it right yum. there. Yeah, Tony's in a similar situation. He's in uh, Nova Scotia, so it's fucking four a.m. there. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's <laughs> yeah. why. I got, that's why I heard the sorry. The sorry. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> sorry. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Pierre. But yeah. Thank you so much. It was awesome to have you on with us tonight. Yeah. yeah it was great getting chat. No problem. Happy to have three new friends. Thank oh, you. absolutely. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm still going to hit you up all the time, talk shit about oh, this yeah. season and all of that. You <laughs> oh, know. yeah, Rick, Rick, uh, uh, if we have sp- space, and this is a Patreon exclusive, but we are doing a, 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 Z- a ZNP Fantasy Football League. I don't know if you have seven leagues already. If there's a spot for you, you're in. Oh, dude, I'm down. I don't have any leagues. <laughs> oh, you're, you don't play fantasy? No, I do. He does. I just, he just doesn't have any leagues this year. Yeah, I, this I was like, it's I'll, a mess. Yeah. Dude, I'll, we'll talk. We'll definitely okay. talk about that. <laughs> okay. But for everyone listening, go check out the Zach Nichols podcast. Go yes. check out Go Media. We're going to have it all linked down below. You go check out their Patreon. Matter of fact, I'm about to sign up for this shit right now. Appreciate yeah. you, brother. Thank Ooh, you so bro. much, man. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, we appreciate you taking time, spending it with us. Yeah. Um, for everyone listening, we appreciate you guys taking the time and spending it with us and listening to us talk <laughs> about this fucking crazy show that we love so much. Um, but if you guys get a chance and you've enjoyed it, rate us five stars. We'd really appreciate it. Otherwise, we love y'all. Have a good night. Okay, guys. We'll see you later. Bye.